Simpsons Index, an online spreadsheet that is also a podcast. This is the podcast. Coming to you from SideQuest Studios, this is the Simpsons Index, episode 198. Hello out there, I'm your host, Elliot J. O'Neill, and joining me in SideQuest Studios is Philip Wolf. I haven't thought of anything clever to say. And BT Calloway, here as uh, always, except when he's not. Ahoy uh, hoy. That's why you pick one thing and stick with it for 189 episodes. Yeah, but I've only done like seven episodes. That yeah. wouldn't work for me anyhow. I wonder if that is your catchphrase. I wonder if... I've only done it for seven episodes. <laughs> or that wouldn't work or, for me. Or I didn't think of anything clever to say. It's probably... I'm sure I've said it more than once. <laughs> well, thank you for joining us for The Simpsons Index. Of course, Index. Of course, this is a podcast where we watch and review three episodes of The Simpsons at a time, but there is a twist. Mm. Each episode must come from a different decade. And now today, as we know now with The Simpsons, there are four eras of the show. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, complicated. yeah. yeah so we, unfortunately, we're skipping the HD era today. Oh, no. Yeah. So well, I, sorry, are we skipping the HD era for more good era or are we getting more? Well, that leaves the teens era and yes. the classic era. Which mm. we'll get to later. But yeah, at the moment, we just watched an episode from the Disney era. Or the 30s. Oh, or... the Big D era. <laughs> Which is, yeah, also we call it the Depression. So, yeah, Big D energy, definitely. <laughs> we just watched season 31 episode. Metaphors are hard. <laughs> I just like you slipped in. Oh, I almost said slipped in the Big D energy. That's... <laughs> I'm going to censor myself there too early. <laughs> yeah, we just watched season 31, episode three, The Fat Blue Line. Oh, first of all, why you waited to tell me? Yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> yeah, for the listeners at home, Phil asked me, "So, what's this episode called?" And it's like, "Oh, wait, no, I want, I want the reveal." <laughs> yeah, it's, um, I see why you did that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was delicious. Nom, nom, nom. First released in October of 2019, it was directed by Michael Polcino, written by Bill Odenkirk. In this episode, there is a pickpocketing ring in Springfield, and in kind of a ripoff of Homer versus the 18th Amendment, the Beer Baron episode, Wiggum is deemed yep. unfit to solve yep. this crime. And some random is brought in, and their best lead is Fat Tony. Turns out he's innocent. Hey, guys, what'd you think? Good the, lord. To quote the episode at the end, mmm, garbage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. For real, right? Yeah, that was a just a ad hoc mishmash of just ideas that either came from nowhere or went nowhere. Yeah. And even just, I completely forgot until you said it just then, a pickpocketing ring. And I was like, there was no pickpocketing ring. <laughs> Everyone in the festival pickpocketed once, yep. and then that was the end of the pickpocketing. And yep. it was all an elaborate plan to frame Fat Tony somehow. Yeah. So, BT, you brought it up in a recent episode. Oh, did I? They really do like to make Johnny Tight Lips talk. I wrote it down <laughs> twice. Why is Johnny Tight Lips talking so damn much? His bit is that he doesn't talk. <laughs> and he's introducing people as well now? And explaining the plot? He's not Johnny the Introducer, he's Johnny Tightlips. Oh my god. He's not meant Just, to talk much. They had such a good character once a long, long time ago. And yeah, that he was doing plot set up there, and like that's the other problem with it as well, is like you have lots of mobster characters that you can sub in for this set. Uh it doesn't make sense. Yep. This episode doesn't make sense. Especially when they added like 14 mobsters at the end just to have funny last names. Ugh. And yeah, another big problem with this episode I have is there's so many, here's a list of things jokes. Yep. Yeah, it was really kind of, I don't know, is it Family Guy-esque? I don't even know what that is anymore. It's nothing. I don't know. It's it's barely entertainment. But yeah. let, let's... It sure is moving images that attract yeah. the eye. It's definitely on the television. Yeah. <laughs> well, look, let's hook into this episode and work out our feelings. BT, we'll start with you. For better or worse, what's a moment that stands out to you? Suck out the bullet. 
Oh, yeah. From his ass. Yeah, Homer gets shot in his ass, and everyone's like, quick, suck out the bullet. That's just and what you do. Then it happens, and Wiggum sucks out the bullet and keeps it in his mouth until he's at the hospital mm-hmm. and waits for someone to reference it, and then he spits it out. And I just wrote it down in large <laughs> letters. Suck out the bullet. This is... <laughs> Okay, this is this episode mm. in one phrase. Yeah. <laughs> Suck out the bullet. Yeah, that's, that's kind From of Homer's ass. Can't say that he's not dedicated to his job. Oh, God, man, this episode was garbage. Especially because that was literally the point of the episode, was saying he's not dedicated to his job. Yeah. Well, it was the point of someone yells, suck out the bullet, and everyone gives each other weird looks of like, that's not what you do. Yeah, it's your classic, you got to give him CPR, give him mouth-to-mouth thing. Yeah, without hesitation... Everyone's like, yeah, this is what you do with a bullet. Mm. This is this is how you treat a gunshot wound. <laughs> I have seen this on multiple medical dramas. That's what all the kids are talking about when they're talking about eating ass. You know, they're saving <laughs> lives here. Oh my God. They're all trying to be medics. Thank you to our TikToking listening audience if you somehow found us. Um, Anyway, we're not on TikTok, are we? Not that you know of. Maybe. Maybe someone. I don't know what it is. Imagine if someone's taking all of your episodes and putting them into however long TikTok episodes things are. Yeah. Forty-five seconds. Yeah. And it's just like you're actually on episode seven thousand of (laughs) forty-five seconds versions. Yeah, that's right. They're just doing like the lip sync of us, and we'll never find them because we don't know how that works. Oh, lip syncs because they've just they've just taken it to shots of birds. <laughs> Squawk. How about you, Phil? What stands out to you from this episode for better or worse? I'm going to go with a thing that I did like because I want to start out positive. Mm-hmm. The police department is so useless, even the drug dog is in rehab. Mm. And then I'm like, well, that's kind of a very obvious line. But then the rebuttal was, yeah, but he's in rehab for sex addiction. Addition. Yeah. Addition. Addiction. <laughs> Where you keep adding one more person to the sex. Yeah, yeah like, that was a real problem. It's an instant orgy. Uh, but I actually laughed and thought that was quite a good gag. Yeah, me Certainly too. unexpected. But I had to ask if there was anything, any other questions about positivity because it's the only plus I've written down. Oh wait, I got a tick. Oh, the lawyer's rate clock speed. Okay, never mind. Yeah, uh, I, I didn't mind that as a joke. Yeah, yeah, I thought at first when they said it because it's a clock that measures the time in money for the lawyer mm. that they had said rape clock, and I was like, <laughs> oh. I was like, oh, I'm not sure what this is, and then I was like, oh. I've, yeah, I'm projecting sh- again. But no, it's a shame we didn't have Jimmy on that one because, yeah, mm. we could have turned to him and was like, so where's your rate clock? Yeah, and he would have been, guys, it's been going since I walked in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, God, we had that man so much money. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, playing the lawyer as well. Did anyone pick the voice there? Oh, was it... Francis McDermott. <laughs> uh, no, it wasn't Oscar winner for Nomadland, Francis McDermott. <laughs> Wait, am I thinking the right person? I don't Probably know. Not. Three billboards, I believe. Uh, yeah. Yeah, Fargo lady. Uh, no, the playing lawyer was brother of the writer of the episode, Bill Odenkirk, was Bob Odenkirk. Ah, that guy who's in things. Oh, right. Wait. It's all but the lawyer was only in it for like 30 seconds. Yep. And, didn't oh, look, and I did think, I was going to ask you if that's related to Bob Odenkirk, the writer of this one. Yep, they're oh, brothers. Wow. Wow, that's going to be awkward around the dinner table, isn't it? <laughs> so, whatever the other guy's name is, Johnny. Yeah. Odenkirk, <laughs> Bill and Bob. Bill and Bob. How's that second rate writing for Simpsons going? Yeah. No, it I pays pic- the bills. I, wow. I totally picture Bob at the dinner table going, you know what, Bob? Bill actually wrote a lawyer part in this episode. <laughs> Maybe you'd like to... I was like the idea that the mum's dining room is just covered in like whatever the equivalent of TV Golden Records is for <laughs> Better Call Saul and Breaking Bad. And yeah. then there's like one didn't come last trophy for Simpsons. <laughs> the, the classic Simpsons, at least you tried cake. Yes. <laughs> oh, that would be so good. Whatever we rank this episode, let's send it to him. 
<laughs> and he uh, the mum put it on the fridge. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Just a drawing of like the numbers three and two brown. <laughs> Print out from the website. <laughs> In Simpsons art. Index gave you a insert rank here. Yeah. Well done, honey. Yeah. Oh, that's what you guys to do for your Patreon is like official <laughs> Simpsons Index fill out merch scorecards. Ooh. Yeah, oh, think, nice. Think about it. Yeah. You could rate the Index at home. <laughs> the Simpsons Index play at home board game. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I got a seven and oh, I'm drunk again. <laughs> God, what stands out to me from this episode? Um, Man, some of the voice acting sounds so tired and like I love Joe Mantegna mm. as Fat Tony. Yeah. He knows that character to a T, but it was so weak and phoned in and the whole garbage with the... But I was doing musicals at the time. And oh, it's just... No. Oh, God. That was the weakest joke of like, I, I cannot tell you what I was really doing. I will tell you. Oh, I was singing musicals. No one can ever know. It's like... That's what I do You're looking at 20 day. years. Yeah. And like, it has nothing to do with the ending either. I like, thought he was going to be committing some other crime that was that, much worse. Yeah. Exactly <laughs> what I thought. Because that would be fun. Yeah. That would be, at least make sense. Yeah, yeah, get me for pickpocketing because you won't get me for boiling orphans or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or, I don't know, something with bribing Quimby or something that, you know, Jeff Wiggum will let slide because that's the way things work around here. Yeah. But no, it's, oh, I sing show tunes every day at three o'clock exactly. I'm like, Ah. And it's just like, and here we go. Now we're going to watch him do it. Oh, yeah. And what was the with ridiculous singing in this episode? Mm. Two oh, songs so. for no reason whatsoever. Ever. <laughs> Notorious parody song hater, Phil Wolf. <laughs> Notorious music hater. That's right. I hate Simpsons music. Noted anti-musician. Yeah. yeah, that's right. You put those rocks down and those bongos. <laughs> so, yeah, you're referring to Homer's little over an Italian melody song. Again, it was just a list of shit. Here's all the stuff he's doing at the uh, yeah. San Castellano. Castellaneta Festival. Yeah. Is that a Dan Castellaneta yep. parody? Yep. Made sure it's not an actual festival. And I don't know if this is a real ice cream that they were eating as well. Pist- yeah. Pistachio chocolate cherry, it sounds okay. Yeah, well, Jason Momoa didn't like it. Another guest star of this episode, Jason Momoa playing himself slash an Aquaman. Did he also somehow play himself poorly? Yes. (laughs) Because it was seemed like, like talking about phoning it in or seashelling it in or whatever Aquaman uses. Yeah, and usually when we get a performance that bad, it's from like a sports person and their thing is not acting. This is an actor. (laughs) (laughs) Usually his acting roles are, hey, I don't have a shirt on, but still... You're paid to do this. See, this is the my biggest problem with the writing for him, and I could understand if he gave a weak performance. Seemingly, all they knew about him is that he was in Aquaman. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, all the gags they got to do, like, read the story of the day of whatever Castaneda Saints yeah. Day, was just I was so rubbish. Weird. I mean, I did laugh at Arrow's made of frozen snakes. Yeah. <laughs> that was okay. I missed that because I was too busy being like, why are we doing an extended bit on how this... Because, like, the Romans decapitated him and then they chopped his arms off and then they killed him some more, but he still wouldn't renounce his faith. Like, he's clearly dead. Yeah, he's mm. literally a ghost by that stage. Yeah. No, it's such a boring story. And yeah, I, I honestly do feel bad for Momoa there because it does feel like they also forgot he was in Game of Thrones or something. Or even or anything else. I mean, if it had almost been like an anti-cameo as well, like you think of like the Britney Spears one where it's yeah. mostly her bantering with Brockman and then they kind of make fun of her a little bit. So it had been, ah, he's in one of them Marvel thingies. Mm. I do like uh, Quimby calls him Superfish. Uh, and also uh, Wet Panther. Yeah. 
I liked Wet Panther, but yeah. yeah, it was just like, okay, now you're doing this on purpose. Yeah, but that, if that had been like the thrust of it, of the town of Springfield had got this actor without really understanding who he was or what he did, mm. there'd be something to that. And they've kind of pulled that before. I can't think of a good example right now. You know, or like Updike when he's writing for Krusty. Yeah. <laughs> you know, something. Coincidentally, in that episode where Johnny Tightlitz was first introduced 20 years ago now. Huh. Uh, uh, but was this a wacky episode of The Simpsons? How were the cartoony elements? Sorry, I think we're all just quietly playing Sound of Silence in our head, thinking about how old we are. <laughs> I am now, thank you very much. I know, and that was a Teens Era episode, Sound of Silence Intensifies. <laughs> oh, man. So yeah. Go out and shout at the clouds. <laughs> I think the only real wackiness is when they were trying to figure out who has the largest butt in Springfield. Uh, no Which was also... prizes really... for guessing it was Homer for no uh, reason. But The I second mean, they say it, first of all, I'm like, Wiggum and Comic Book Bride are clearly bigger. Yeah. yeah. And I thought like, it was going to be Wiggum. Yeah. I thought that was going to be like, we have to use his redeeming now. point. Yeah. yeah. But it would have been way more interesting. Yeah, that would have been good writing. <laughs> yeah. It's just... Instead of Homer doing like his, I need a patsy. Hello. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I didn't mind. Um, he's like, can you f- redirect me to your, was it park bench removal office? Mm. He's stuck in a park bench. Like, okay, that was unexpected. I'll give you that yeah, one. Yeah, I was trying to remember my one positive mo- note. Yeah, and I yeah. did like the whole, yeah, I brought my own seat. Thank you. Yeah. But, yeah. But it's also weird, like, this pickpocket has pickpocketed everyone. Why do you need the fattest ass? Yeah, Homer was there. <laughs> but I really like the idea of it being Wiggum, though. That's a lot more fun. I really thought that's what I was going to do. It was like, yeah. we've taken him. Also, I don't remember him getting fired, but then at some point he just that's wasn't it. working as a cop anymore. Yeah, but then later on he is because he's in the prison. And yeah. it's like, and he always has the police car and his uniform. Like, he doesn't yeah. go into... I mean, he's picking up Ralphie, so it was implied that now he's doing Mr. Mom things because he doesn't have a job. Yeah. yeah. But he's doing it in the police car, in the police uniform. Yep. And it wasn't like, oh, I've lost my way now that I don't have my one purpose of being a cop. He was like, I just need to have this conversation with Marge because I guess we're setting up the very last bit of the episode. Yeah, right. Just for her to go, I believed in you. Yeah. And like the writing was so unclear as well because like I felt like a similar thing with Eddie and Lou or Greg and Lou, whatever his name is. Mm-hmm. Seemingly they were on the side of uh, Lenora Carter, who was played by Dawn Lewis, who you might remember from Futurama. She was the voice of La Barbara. Oh, nice. Um, I don't remember either of those people. Anyway, I jumped like three fucking steps removed yep. from my original point. <laughs> um, yeah, the, it's like they're on her side and they're bound to duty and all that and yep. they're not loyal to Chief Wiggum anymore. And, and then, out of nowhere, they start supporting him again. Yeah. And it's like, cool, we could have had some conflict there, guys. I, I guess we won't. More time for Jason Momoa to suck. <laughs> well, I think it was really just making time for everyone to suck equally. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Like it was, It's really unfair to single out Jason Momoa and say you were terrible. <laughs> it I mean, is. It's just where Yes, it's correct. But also, you were just in a, uh, dare I say it, a bolognese of terribleness. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, one bit of wacky animation moment that I did want to point to was... Homer uh, shuffling his wallet with his own butt. Yeah. Too much focus on that man's ass. A lot, lot of ass play in this one. Yeah, I did not care for gag. It. it was weird, but you kind of like... I did like his pick a card in terms yeah, of luring pickpockets. And they've done stuff like that before with like his stomach doing weird things like when he folds yeah. sandwiches or t-shirts. I can't remember what it is. It was a beer can. I did then can. write down <laughs> the words butt montage. So. I also had Homer's ass montage. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. Set to Bootylicious by Beyonce. Man, a lot of on-the-nose music choices mm-hmm. in this one. 
Just Bit a of an old man river. Everything was on the nose, this. And it, tying into wacky animation moments, the baby elephant walk after oh Wiggum's like, God. no, I said irrelevant, uh, not elephant. Now let's go uh, behave like elephants. Know, Ralph sucked this episode. Oh, I oh, love my Ralph quotes, but he is so, everything about him is so boring on this one. And yeah. I'm a lotto ball. Uh, and then, yeah, the elephant. And then the fact that elephant bit goes on yeah. is just insufferable. I would like to quote a live quote from Elliot watching that, that scene of just, oh my God. <laughs> because <laughs> you're right it was like okay it was a little bit funny when they walked away kind of like elephants yeah. not a great gag not noteworthy but mm. you're like I'm not an elephant walk away like an elephant I mean we all saw it coming but yeah, yeah, yeah. but then to like wander into a puddle and throw water over themselves and roll around yeah. for like Another 10 seconds. What yeah. felt like an hour. It, yeah, it was enough time for you to go, what the fuck? And it was then, enough time for me to write nothing... down, oh good, this is still going. Yeah, and then like nothing to happen. And then me to think, this is still going on. And then for, yeah. to still go on beyond that. How were they that proud that they thought, oh my God, elephant kind of sounds like irrelevant. Oh my God. I don't know. Hey this guys, have you ever questions. noticed that words sometimes sound like other words? Admittedly, <laughs> I've never pinned elephant and irrelevant together yeah but, I uh, that. we went to Dubbo Zoo shout out to Dubbo Zoo on the weekend I saw you did a uh, segway tour through it no just bicycles just, bicycles. Your, just your standard crappy uh, hire bicycles I was about to whisper segway uh, no unfortunately you would have known because I would have jousted things if I had a segway that's true <laughs> anyway that's slightly off the point my wife kept confusing the word elephant with envelope which was quite hysterical <laughs> so yeah these things do happen <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Well, one day you're going to get a call. It'll be like, your wife's here in prison. She tore up in several envelopes. Yeah, she's just ordered 14 envelopes. Taronga like, has arrested her. Mm, I love that song. Reminds me of envelopes. <laughs> so, you know, elephant, envelope, whatever I can remember the gag was now. Um, Relevant, that's irrelevant. Right. But how about the heart of this episode? Did we feel any bumps? How was the emotional core? Uh, Marge gives a completely unrelated line of, uh, you know what I love about Homer? He's not afraid to fail. And I'm like, oh, you know God. what, that's nice. Supporting someone with their ambitions regardless and being not afraid to fail in life, that's that's nice. You know, I thought that was actually going to lead to a Wiggum-Homer pairing no. up. Um, no, Elliot. Stop trying. <laughs> but stop thinking someone's better? trying. Yeah, exactly. And it was that one moment of the episode where I'm like, ah, sparkle? Mm-hmm. Oh, no, no, quickly diminished. Oh, they killed it in a second by then her saying he's unduly confident and has no reason to be like so yeah. sure of himself. But he does it anyhow. And oh, then, I missed that bit. And you're like, oh, that's kind of really cheapening what you just said. Mm. Yeah, but then true. Wiggum turns around and goes, I'm going to do it. I'm going to make you proud, Marge. And like, and then why drives into you, some bikes. But why yeah. is, like, even, like, when you're writing that sentence, why is he trying to make Marge... Pr- like, they've got no other connection apart from that one sentence. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, what? again, reminding me of the Beer Baron episode when Wiggum shows up to their window and, like, Marge and Homer are, like, counselling him, you know, power Wiggum, all yep. that bit. And you guys doing any crimes I can arrest you for? Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, this really does make it feel like such a cheap version of that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. And, I don't know, the heart at the end with, oh, my God, Fatoni was betrayed by his mobsters. Again, we moved back to Homer's ass so quickly that, yeah, you forget that that was totally, it didn't have any impact. There's literally no motivation for it. Yeah. Apart from Tight Lips wanted to be the boss and everyone Mm -hmm. was obviously had said, well, if you can get Fatoni arrested, we'll 100% be behind you. Yeah. No, there's meant to be something, and I can't quite remember what it's called, but the uh, economy of character time or something like that, where the longer you spend with the character, the more they have to pay off. I 100% thought thought it was going to be Fat Tony's uncle was the one who's framing him. Mm. So we spend so long with him mm. in the beginning, and he's there, 
and it's like, oh yeah, who else is going to be there to betray this guy and vanish and we never have to see them again? Nope. Yeah. <laughs> Not even there at the end. And it's like, then then why? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was weird. Like, why was he there for the So one? predominantly in the episode to be absolutely irrelevant. Was hmm. it just for the gag where he pulls his old man hat off and he's got multicolored dreads? Yep. Y- yep. Tony's Tio is a bummed guy. <laughs> yeah, this is very weird. Also, <sighs> but then you also remind me in that last scene where the Simpsons are at the restaurant having mm. dinner and the gun show-off thing is about to happen in the background. Everyone's mm-hmm. pulling the guns and or grenades on each other. And then it cuts to the Simpsons eating dinner and then Marge just goes, oh, I wonder where Maggie is. And then yeah. it just cuts to Maggie in like a little play car, reverse parking in between two other little play cars. Yeah, because presumably she drove herself to the restaurant. Well, it leads me to two questions. Yep. <laughs> well, no, actually, it leads me to a lot more. But two predominant <laughs> questions. One, why is Marge saying, I wonder where she is, yeah. not... Where oh, the fuck shit, is my child? My baby. <laughs> <laughs> like at first, I was like, "That's a weird fucking sentence." And two, like, is there an Italian mafia movie homage that I'm not getting? That someone parks a car while somebody else is eating dinner? Mm. But then the, there wasn't anything else after that. I no. don't think. Well, then was Homer takes one bite of his food and says, "This sauce is so good, I'm going to go congratulate the chef," and yeah. then leaves the table to go get shot. And it's like, okay, it's been 31 years. We know. Homer does not take one bite of his food and then worry about the chef. (laughs) For fuck's sake, if you want him in the back of the restaurant, find another reason. Yeah, it's so laboured. And yeah, that's the heart. (laughs) But did it feel like an episode of The Simpsons? Are these the characters we know and love? Is this the show we know and love? The Simpsons weren't in it. Homer's butt is in it. Well, and no, then, that's sort of the focus of tonight's playlist. I'm sort of, um, I'm doing episodes which wait, kind of focus. Homer's butt? Yeah. All right. <laughs> this is why I realise you never tell me what the theme is before <laughs> I come here. Well, no, uh, I've picked episodes which sort of focus on secondary characters of the Simpsons okay. world. So, I mean, in the spirit of that, were Fat Tony and Wiggum kind of like themselves to you guys? or Again, it's just such a pale imitation of a better idea. Yeah, it was and like... I can't escape that. Not even like the Diet Coke, but like the watered-down, caffeine-free Diet Coke. Mm. Yeah. You know when you're in the supermarket and you see, yeah, diet, caffeine-free cola, you're like, who in the fuck buys that? It's this episode. Actually, a Facebook memory reminded me the other day, remember Coke Life that had stevia in it? Oh, yeah. No, I had a fun time because mm, as a diabetic, yeah. I was running around the shopping mall and the woman's like, hi, do you want to try Coke Life? I'm like, is it sugar-free? She's like, no. It's like, then no, I would kill me, ironically. <laughs> She's like, we get that often. Coke Life is death. <laughs> Yes, long defunct product now, Coke Life. Nice try, Coke Life. <laughs> yeah, now better luck to you, Coke No Sugar. <laughs> Which I still call Coke Zero because I'm turning into my dad, I yes, guess. Everyone does because it's just yes. a better name. It's a better name. It really is. Yeah. But I was trying to think because I don't think actually Fat Tony and Wiggum, like, in sort of in the late classic era, got that many episodes together. But, like, at the start, like, thinking back to, like, Bart the Murderer yeah. and stuff, like, was, they should. Yeah, there was such an, in, an opposite, obviously interesting dynamic. The with opposite them. signs of the coin. Yeah. And consider the fact that when you talked about integrity, we ended up talking about Coke Life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hmm, that feels scale. very telling. Yeah. Well, and again, sparkle moment in this episode where it's like, could it be? Is this secretly good somehow? Where Wiggum's like, I need you to convince me to forgive like all the past, you yeah. know? And just to have him being like, I sing show tunes. It's so embarrassing. Yeah, there was like that whole bit went on 
forever. Yeah. And yeah. I don't really know where that where that line was going to go. Like, I need you to make up for all the past wrong things. You, like, for yeah. all of them. Yeah. He's like, he's literally standing in a jail. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, if there'd been any conflict between Wiggum and this attorney general lady who comes in, and like there was with Rex Banner from that better episode, then at least there's some motivation. But Wiggum's like, still a cop, still being paid, and Fat Tony, notorious criminal, is in prison for 20 years. Yeah. True, it's not for something he did, but... Yeah. <laughs> mm. Yeah, it's weird that that wasn't explored. So yeah, no, it didn't feel like it. But yes or no, would you watch this one again? Coke life. <laughs> I mean, uh, no. Death by Coke. <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> hell no. All right. Yay. What would you like to change about this episode? BT, what you got? Uh, have some conflict between Wiggum and this woman that comes in to replace him. Make it obvious whether or not Wiggum still works for her or has been fired. And then that is really going to direct a lot of the rest of your episode. Have the balls to make it about just Wiggum and forego The Simpsons. Sure, why not? Mm. You know, we can have them in the background. You know, it's been 31 years. We can explore some other characters. Uh, make it funny. Make it make <laughs> sense. Cut so much of this crap that comes out of nowhere. We've come out of better ideas just spitballing, especially when it comes to fraternity being all, ah, we're singing show tunes. Like, no, that's fucking stupid. Mm. Do better, jackasses. How about you, Phil? I think... I mean, I think do better is an excellent note. Um, I would say to the writers of this episode, take three ideas and flesh them out so that they're full, complete stories and don't make them 12-second gags that are non-sequential to each other. Mm. Like, really, even the lady who came in and told Wiggum that he was a shit cop but then didn't fire him literally disappeared after the we need to find the biggest butt montage. Yeah. And then we didn't see her again until the end when she literally walked out of the building and drove away. Yeah. Like she had no part of it at all, really. Like there was no conflict yep. between them and her. And I think you're right that there could have been a really interesting butting up of Fat Tony and Wiggum. Even if Wiggum was getting the wrong idea and he thought he was teaming up for one reason and Fat Tony thought they were teaming up for another reason, but they still teamed up. Mm. And you're right, they are kind of the same. That lazy, slightly obsessed with power, but don't yeah. have to do anything for it. Like, Fatani goes, my job was to sit at a table and either nod my head or go, hmm, when people ask me questions. Yeah, there's a lot of similarities that would have really worked. Mm. And then to also, like, manufacture this whole storyline of pickpocketing that didn't happen apart from the very beginning and only paid off at the end so that you could end the episode. Like, there was no point in it before or after. Oh, it just seemed like this was written by 14 orangutans at 82 typewriters in 87 <laughs> rooms. Orangutans can't type. I'm just... Oh, wor- well, no, I take it back. <laughs> I'm just worried about Bill, Mom. He's, he looks like more orangutan than man these days. He's uh, orangutaning. Like, the potential for the team-ups in this episode, like, I almost hit on it before, but then I'm like, ooh, nope, save that, pocket that for the change question. Because I wish there was a bit more push and pull with Homer in this episode. You know, he's been taken in by the police to do this sting and then here's Wiggum as well like he could possibly be trying to get Homer on side and there could be an interesting thing because like why are Homer Fat Tony and Wiggum hanging out at the end like yeah I feel like it's they more were of a- in this episode yeah I feel like with yeah. those three it's always been a like pick two situation mm-hmm. either Homer and Wiggum are friends or Fat Tony and Homer like you know what I mean yeah like, And so if there was an interesting thing going on with those three and flesh out this detective character who's coming in and, like, explain that story a little bit more Mm because Dawn Lewis is a great actor and even, like, Futurama never really gave her much to do either. No, Lamarra never got much. All right, we are here. Phil, do you have any other notes about this episode before we rank this thing? I do. I will read them out in 
I would say chronological order because I don't understand what some of them are now. Yeah, <laughs> I got one of them. Naked, crump, grumpy chick. Ah, naked, crunchy chick. I also oh, yeah. have that, and I don't know why. No, <laughs> naked, crunchy chick. I think the character says something that sounds like it, and neither of us were sure what it was. Anyway, that was a thing. Naked, crunchy chick. <laughs> no, I think someone's saying something in Italian, but maybe it's not clear they've switched languages. By the way, that's something actually we haven't addressed. The amount of fucking... Italian ease gibberish in this episode oh, is yeah. at times feels flagrantly racist. Like yeah. they've always skirted a line with Luigi and Fat Tony and all those characters, but these ones, yeah, you got Homer going gubber de ghoul and all that sort of like and that whole bit in the prison where they're on the phone yeah. to each other, just going oh, after the fucking usher out. No, I'll show him the door. That whole fucking extended yeah, that sequence. Was, that was bad and laboured. I don't know how you get that that done mm. oh there was a weird thing and Jason Momoa's bit where he came on and made a huge deal about it not being anything to do with Columbus Day yeah that was weird as well because it starts off oh it's San Castellaneta Day and so it's mm. all about this saint and it's like but it's not Columbus like yes, I didn't think it yeah. was it didn't sound like, like I don't see any parallels here and then they went here we are on the corner of Nina Pinta and Santa Maria which are the three boats that he, Columbus came across to, to yep. discover the Americas on ah not just uh, a bunch of Rage Against the Machine lyrics no, no. Uh, it's not Sleep Now in the Fire yeah. now just a, do, a do, quick do, side do, note so when we go to the last notes I draw a little arrow next to any note I've not brought up and that is one of the arrows I remove the point from because it's a pointless joke yeah <laughs> you remove a point from it, it's arrow. basically like a sideways trapezoid oh you turn it into a dumbbell yeah um, what else we got somehow Wiggum has the unexplored sentence of I know I made a deal with the devil to become chief when he's praying to God yeah, and um, I'm like wait a second that sounds like an excellent episode <laughs> <laughs> write that down certainly an interesting one yeah um, come on let me be chief I'll give you my soul <laughs> like I don't want that it's all sticky it's like oh you've already got it suck it in it's on your shoe yeah, an interesting yeah retelling of the Crossroads fable. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I learned to play the violin. <laughs> like, no, that's really hard. Why do people have... Devils all like, why do people think I can just teach them music? It takes years. <laughs> I learned to play the bongos. <laughs> Robert Johnson had already been practicing before we met. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Like, like, I'll, I'll let you in a secret. With. He was already good. Yeah. <laughs> I actually just took advantage of that boy. I just told him to go for it. And it was the confidence thing. That's where it exactly. comes from. Exactly. <laughs> mm, this is coming out often. Um, there's a weird Ralph yo-yoing into his own throat bit in the background gag. Oh, yeah. that. And his electric toothbrush, which yeah. was a taser. taser. Yeah. Man, Ralph did really suck a lot of air yeah, out of his jokes was, in this one. Oh, the whole, I mean, it was a vacuum of jokes anyhow. Mm. I've also got, oh, <laughs> no, it says priest on a bunk bed, which I didn't understand until I said it out loud. <laughs> Who yeah. then hangs himself. And that is the act break joke. Mm-hmm. The priest hung himself. Yeah. While two people were just casually having a conversation about somebody being embarrassed about show tunes. Oh, yeah. What else we got? Oh, the undercover phrase for sending help is remember the phrase mm. that they did a whole who's on first thing mm. bit for long enough that they should have realized it wasn't funny. Yeah. And especially, yeah, Fat Tony even points it out. That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. And it's like, yeah, I know. Yeah. yeah. It's still going. It's still happening. Garbage. And then they call back to it as well. Yeah. It's like, remember the phrase. What, what? do you say? What that phrase? That's the code word. Oh. Also, how can you hear them in the van? It doesn't. Fuck, so much of this was so lazily done. I didn't mind that they had the full uh, tape reel recorder strapped to his back for the thing, but that was just a passing visual joke, you know? Mm-hmm. I didn't even see that. I was, I was too busy writing. Yeah. yeah. 
BT, what about you? What are your final notes? Uh, the couch gag is a Queen reference that I didn't like and was just like, why? why? Someone saw Bohemian Rhapsody last night, didn't they? Have you heard of this band, Queen? I honestly didn't know what the fuck was happening. I was <laughs> like, has this started already? Why is he Queen? Yeah. Is he Queen? <laughs> why is his pants coming off? Yeah, because they didn't even do like a sound-alike song parody. They just did the thing where like Freddie Mercury does like call and response, hey, yo. Yep. Yeah, and then a lot of people have held up the sign, doe. Yeah. And I'm like, I honestly thought I was tripping balls for a second. Oh, uh, Dohemian Rhapsody. They're, uh, they're going to do it. They're going to. Yeah. Well, fuck. My, my other pointless note was um, Homer get, walks into like a post or something, falls down, and they pour wine on him, and that's the bit. Yeah. Like, this isn't yeah. then Marge thinks he got drunk or anything to do with anything it's just oh okay why did we do this yeah that's my note for that because it's like oh thank god his fucking dumb song got cut off but no it but then going. it gets replaced with this yeah extended dumb joke what am i wrong in thinking that the saturating him wine actually worked to revive him because well, was thought, he fine I thought it was immediately meant to be, afterwards oh no this person got hurt let's pretend he was drunk so we're not liable is what i thought it was and then nothing happens You're like they just poured wine on him i think actually now that you said that that's kind of what the crux of this episode i think is Every setup for a joke that you prepared for in your head, their jokes were worse. And so you were writing a funnier episode than they were as you were watching the episode at yeah. the same time. And so yep. just it was just a thousand cuts of disappointment. A thousand cuts. If we did episode titles for our podcast, a thousand cuts of disappointment would totally be this. We'll save it for Thrones of Game. I'm totally, totally getting that as a tattoo. <laughs> Ironically, it'll be a thousand pricks. Yeah. I'm not putting that on. No, <laughs> uh, there's a stupid as hell bit where Wiggum's like, oh, I found this old footage of Fat Tony swearing he'd never be a pickpocket. It's like, why? Fucking hell. He found it online as well, like on goodguys.com or something. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the best search engine for finding um, innocence proving convenient footage. Oh, I feel like this is already a joke, but they searched it on Butter Bing. Uh, no dang. one uses that also, I know this is that's not <laughs> terrible um, actually you reminded me I'm going to step on your bit for a bit yeah. after Wiggum finds that footage and he turns to a, a notice board with a bunch of photos on it and he says DNA testing's really highlighted some of my mistakes yeah, and it was yeah, Wiggum's fuck. board of mistakes but they were all pictures of children and like goofy looking people were as they, well yeah but were, and I was like are these kids that have died and he's not found the killer for, or are they his children? Offspring? He's incriminated. I thought maybe they were like his like, offspring because yeah. they all have weird big yeah. eyes. But that's the Simpsons. I don't know. That was fucking. I was like a bizarre joke. That yeah, I'm glad that didn't make any the sense. DNA to anyone else. evidence has Maury Povich many times. Wiggum. Or is that it? They're all his kids. I don't know. I, don't know. I just it's, I can't figure out what's darker. If he's yeah. got like a thousand children that he's sired and then only come to light because he's got DNA evidence, or yeah. A thousand dead children that he's not served justice to. Yeah. Or or a thousand children he's locked away under <laughs> false evidence. What are we doing here? Yeah, that's, that is a, a triple whammy donut. That's gross. Yeah. Okay. Maybe it's all three. Okay, there's a bit where Ralph's running around or no, he, I think it's when Ralph tases himself and Wiggum's like, ah, he'll sleep good tonight. Superman sleeps good, Ralph sleeps well. Dear God. Uh dust enough that one. Uh they're all like, ah, Fat Tony, would you be willing to wear a wire? It's like He's in prison. Yeah. You can't let someone out of prison to wear a wire. <laughs> also, maybe don't say it while you're just speaking through the bars. Yeah. yeah. In a very, yeah, surprisingly unpopulated prison. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no one else is in it apart from a priest who's now dead. Yeah. 
That's all, no worries there. Yeah, I guess. Um, there's a repeated joke when they go through all the license plates of all the mobsters, which they did earlier and better on the episode of... Um, More lists. Where uh, Krusty has a, the daughter, Sophie. Yep. Uh, and it's like, you've done this bit. Yep, and the list of all the mobsters at the end. Yep. Um, my last note, which is the bit where it's, uh, the woman leaving is go, well, when I first came here, Chief Wiggum, I thought you were terrible at your job, and just walks away. Mm. I'm like, okay. But then Wiggum's like, and? And, and. and there's supposed to be an ad it's like I know yeah it really added 30 seconds to a joke that didn't have 30 seconds left yeah, yeah. mcbang.jpg that's the joke you know <laughs> like ugh butter.bing <laughs> and yeah my final notes yeah another list of things jokes here's all the old rides they have at the carnival uh, yeah. oh god I was waiting for one of those to be funny yeah <laughs> I was just like no no yeah, no oh here comes old was... Gil and it's bad yeah. yeah, the closest we got was the barely go round, and then yeah, Gil bit was Gil just did. like. Yeah. Uh. I didn't mind Jason Momoa putting on floaties before going into the water. Yeah. Again, there was a quicker way to do it, but oh yeah. So remember back to the Rex Banner episode where he kicks Chief Wiggum out of the chair, and he mm-hmm. goes, "Hey, I was watching that and it's sitting there." there. <laughs> Again, another poor version of that joke, which was him watching Wheel of Fortune with, "Oh, the thief of polite." That's the answer. Uh, 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 yeah, hey, I need that to watch whatever it was. Yeah, <laughs> uh, to flip to American Access, All Access, That's that right. one. Sideshow Bob, in a background joke, yeah. gets hit by a rake truck. Oh, so I, I only looked up to see the rakes yeah. falling off the truck, but I didn't see what happened. Yeah, it's... This is... i got to hurry up. But, I mean, <laughs> uh, the Simpsons, a couple of the staff members have been getting on Twitter and, like, fervently defending, like, their whole wibbly-wobbly, timey-wimey continuity. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's fine. You know, at Simpsons episodes in 2021, a 30-year-old flashback is in the 90s. Sure, whatever. Yeah. Um, it's exhausting complaining about that at this point. But then that they're, like, holding so closely to the gags that worked back in the mm-hmm. day is... Just, I don't know. It feels like Pickle Lane to me. But anyway, Ralph Taser already sense. mentioned I was it. trying to figure out what Pickle Lane was for a second. I did for a second. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> is that a type it, of Pickle Lane? Is a young person thing? <laughs> after the success of that famous Rick and Morty episode, uh, yeah, <laughs> they decided to name a, a street after him. But much yeah. like ACDC Lane, they didn't want to ha- have a whole street. Yeah, know? I said just mm. a lane. Yeah, Pickle Lane. <laughs> I really hope there's a lane out there somewhere just called Pick a. Yeah. Pick a lane. Yeah. And the next one is any lane. Oh, you could so easily. <laughs> Fuck, if I was a city planner. There's so many Easter eggs here. Man, oh, man. And take a left at Form 1 lane. Anyway, oh. it's time to rank this thing. On the Simpsons Index, we rank using our six-point scale, which starts down the bottom at failure. Maybe if the episode was just... You give it a participant, but for the positive rankings, you got OK Bronze, good, silver, excellent gold, but for the best of the very best, the ones that Simpsons could not exist without, you give Cubic Zirconia. I'm going to go first. Let me show you how it's done. i got to fail it. Like I think there's a aura of participation mm. around it, just how little it tries, but like I really hated the experience of watching it. And I, wouldn't wish it on, um, yeah, the worst pickpocketer around. BT, what do you reckon? Yeah, I'm, I'm, a, I'm figuring out how much this one really bothers me. And it's quite a lot, surprisingly. There's a lot that could just wash over you. I guess I was already a little too engaged because we did an Except with it When He's Not episode before this. Our Patreon exclusive show. Exclusive. <laughs> Ooh, exclusive. Can I get onto that? You can. For $5 um, a month. Hmm, $5 uh, a month. That's, that's very a, reasonable. That's a fucking bargain. It's um, just a cup of coffee with a extra squeeze of syrup in it. A month. Oh, gross. <laughs> syrup, what the fuck are you drinking? 
But no, uh, it's, I'm going to fail as well, just because this one is just such a drag, and so many ideas don't work and aren't finished. And yeah, I think Phil said it right in the sense of you have the setups for jokes that you then write in your head better than what you get. Yeah. Like, we've had plenty of episodes we've improved sitting in this room talking about it while watching it <laughs> is a rarity. <laughs> How about you, Phil? What would you like to rank it? Oh, I'm definitely failing this. No questions Woo. whatsoever. In fact, I would go so far to say, if by chance Bob Odenkirk is listening to this, <laughs> tell your brother to stop. Because he <laughs> is terrible. It is terrible. It's like, there's no redeeming points in here. There's almost some okay setups. Yep. There's no payoffs. There's no resolves. There's almost no gags. It does feel like this is an episode made up of all the bits of other episodes. But the telling point is, when you're a comedy show and you go, one of your gags is, hey, remember when we were funny in the 90s? <laughs> yeah. That's like Mark Wahlberg going on World Tour now and going, hey, everyone, you know how we had a cool song in 1997? Well, that's us again. Hey. Hey, hey, Mark, Marky, hey. Mark, and the Funky Bunch are due for a revival any minute now. I think they'll have to change their name to Marky Mark and the F Bunch because no <laughs> one says funky anymore. It's too weird. Mm. Uh, I think Simpsons have proven that, yeah, not all pop culture is cyclical. And <laughs> <laughs> the Simpsons and the Funky Bunch can Well, if yeah. it's not cyclical, but it is sick. <laughs> like, it, it, cool. It, it's sick, oh, all right. Sick no, like cool. <laughs> <laughs> Next tattoo. <laughs> Such an envelope. Um, <laughs> all right. Uh, well, that makes this a unanimous failure. We are giving this episode the index finger. Oh, the index, the index finger. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, yeah, that does it for that episode now. And we're going to jump all the way back to the teens era where we're going to review an episode called Mo Baby Blues. BT, do you know this episode? Ah, uh, well, we're going to learn all about Wiggum's wall of failure and how that relates to Mo and what happened to that blue baby. Oh, dear God. Oh, my God. That's his dad. <gasps> dun, dun, dun. The pieces don't fit. We'll be back. He's his own father. And we are back, and we just watched an episode from the Teens Era. This was Season 14, Episode 22, Mo Baby Blues. First released in May of Oort 3, it was directed by Lauren McMullen, written by J. Stuart Burns. In this episode, while attempting to commit suicide, Mo accidentally saves Maggie from plunging into the river. That old chestnut. So Marge asks him to be their, her new babysitter, but he starts taking a bit too far and becomes creepy, but then when Maggie runs away, he's the only one that can help them. Hey, what did we think? It was has, really good. Yeah, has everything the previous episode didn't, including yeah. a better plot line for Wiggum. Mm. Yeah, true. Even yeah. though he was in and it for- fat. <laughs> yeah, it was a weird parallel of mm. betterment of the last episode yeah there were some unintentional connections yes like i knew that fat tony was in both these episodes but yeah there were surprisingly a lot more connections between this and the last one and yep uh, really we... amazing with yeah analyzing these critically and thinking okay what didn't work there and like what's working here not only that but also we have another queen song this is you're my best friend they actually had a queen song in this one yeah though. and they also referenced the castellaneta family yeah, they're going to go uh, whack yeah. them, apparently. Mm. And they also had both being accused of being a bad cop. Yeah. <laughs> was... This time he just rolls with it. Yeah, he's <laughs> like, yeah, I'm not on duty anymore. Now I'm the world's worst sucker coach. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, well, let, let's hook into it and see why it's solid episode. Yeah. BT, starting with you, for better or worse, what's a moment that stands out to you? I'm just going to spoil, I think, the biggest laugh in the room, which was when Homer is carpooling with Mr. Burns. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, he's just eating breakfast and there's a horn honk outside and he runs out all excited and gets the car still eating a waffle and Mr. Burns like, 
how did I get paired with you? Yeah. But uh, it's enough of a plot beat because then when it, you know, Marge gets distracted by Grandpa running around and it's a great little golden retriever Homer moment where he's just really excited to be in the car going, oh, I got to work, to work. I love the detail because, like, yeah, it's Mr. Burns' carpool and like it's just Smithers driving and it like Homer's the only other one in there. <laughs> yeah. Like I like that as a detail that, yeah, it's not even like, a normal carpool. It's just yeah. somehow he wormed his way into this. Yeah, one. it just doesn't need to be fully explained. You kind of fill in the blank in a good way here. Of I guess the plan started like a carpooling policy, and somehow Mister Burns ended up in it. Yeah, and a, and a nice way to sort of demonstrate uh, Homer's sort of distance from Maggie's problems and the yeah. general home life and stuff. Well, it's a, like honestly, it's a seven-second clean setup that gives you two jokes and gets Homer out of the picture, so yeah. that. Maggie needs looking after because Marge mm. has something else to do. Mm. So fast. Like, it's just like you just hear beep, beep, and he runs out going, I'm late for work, jumps in a car, and part of me was like, Is this going to be somebody else's car? Yeah. And then it's Mr. Burns, which caught me entirely off guard. Yeah. yeah. But then he was out, and that, that's it. Oh, it was really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, how about you, Phil? What stands out to you from this episode, for better or worse? Oh, I think the biggest laugh I had was when Moe's walking away from being rejected from the entire town. And he kicks a can and the hobo picks it up and he's like, oh, well, at least someone's got it worse than I do. And then the hobo has an incredibly hot wife. <laughs> Just walks up randomly and goes, ooh. Yeah, because yeah, like... the hobo also looked a little uncertain. So it's like, did he just pick that woman up? <laughs> yeah. Maybe she's attracted to men with exactly yeah. that number of cans. Yeah, no more, no less. Ooh, $1.35, hello. <laughs> Have either of you gone to do that can and collect thing? Yeah, you can yeah. Uh, donate the proceeds to charity so oh. me and my infinite wealth decided to keep it for myself yeah i was gonna say i also did it but i kept all the money oh okay no i did give it to. i didn't know you could do that and yeah, I maybe didn't. don't not all of them have that button i don't know oh i go there's a servo that's down well near you now yeah that, that does it and you go back and like 100 cans and get 10 bucks it's kind of a feel like i'm cheating the system huh. so you drink 100 beers for free probably mm-hmm. and then you take the cans back to this place and get 10 dollars for them and then turn them into more beers. Yep. I do it's have the... a little pile gathering here. Yeah, I might just well, keep was, going. During COVID, I discovered that I could drink more beer than I thought that I could. <laughs> uh, and I had to get rid of all these cans somewhere. So mm. I denied all the poor people in my street by going through my garbage by collecting mm. them myself. Oh, at the old place at Castle Hill, I had a woman that used to come by every Tuesday to rifle through my recycling bin. What? Yeah. yeah. I didn't know about that. That was my recycling bin too. Really? <laughs> I swear I sent her photos to the group chat occasionally. It's like, what is she doing? And I feel like I would remember that. She's probably <laughs> making millionaires. Yeah. <laughs> well, especially considering my alcoholism. <laughs> um, but yeah. What's... No more spirits. <laughs> mm. Spirit bottles don't count. Yeah, I am I in good spirits when I drink. bottles still are recyclable. But not for the money in the return and earn. Yeah. No, they can't be wine bottles. Yeah. I deal with a lot of wine bottles. This was our return and earn corner. <laughs> brought to you by the New South, New South Wales government. We care. We finally put out an initiative that kind of worked. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's the same one we put out 73 years ago. <laughs> and yeah, what stands out to me? I, I do like the opening sort of fuck you intro. I thought it was... It did a good job of sort of like... Is sort of gradually introducing Mo into the story mm-hmm. as well, and especially centered around this flower, which I feel like is an homage to that tree that smells like um, dead flesh and semen. The corpse flower? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. but that's definitely the design of a flower that does smell like stinky, death, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, coniferous flowers. So it makes yep. sense that they'd also have Venus flytraps. Mm. Um, oh, another big laugh for me from the episode, which yeah. is Lisa explaining how Venus flytrap works of yeah, the using food to lure in their prey. Mm-hmm. And usually it's just, you know, a sweet little bit of nectar or something, but like it produces a hot dog. 
smelled a Homer coming. Yeah, that awesome. was pretty awesome. And then uh, I do like Homer ate his way out of the plant. Yeah. <laughs> Reminds me a lot of them Simpsons go to Africa. It's a plant, Lisa. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> uh, at the beginning, there was a sign gag that was heavily flower-based that mm. only Lisa got nobody else did. Mm. Did anyone uh, else get it? I, our um, pistols... No, our stamens are a pistol. Yeah. I know the stamen is like the middle bit with the pollen on it, but I don't know what a pistol is. I think a pistol, like a gun, has been used to like as an adjective for fun. Like, mm, boy, lordy, it's a hoot and holler. It wasn't spelled pistol, pistol. It was spelled P-S-T-E-L. Right in, botanists. Come on, come at us, botanists. Yep. Botanese. But yeah, I think, yeah, that was just like, but yeah, Lisa going, does everyone want to know why that's so funny? No. Yeah. Yeah, I really enjoyed that. Mm-hmm. With Mo as well, yeah, just discovering about this thing and then coming in. It was so laboured, but I felt like it was laboured in that good in way. In the right way, yeah. We was watching it on TV. He's like, why the hell are they all getting drunk? A cooler. Yeah. yeah. I do like they're all getting drunk at the garden. <laughs> yeah, but then, yeah, him getting kicked out with like, ah, oh, we're over capacity. Let's see. We need someone that no one likes. It's smelly. It's stupid. Ah, oh, Mo, you know. <laughs> I just like, he goes... Do you want to leave of your own accord or should I push you down this hill? And he's like, can you please push me down the hill? I'm dying for human contact. And he pushes him with his baton. <laughs> yeah. Not, even yeah. Get, doesn't even Not get drawn to, doesn't even get yeah, human contact. Yeah, that's what kind of got me. If they're drawn to it, it's like, well, I don't want to touch you. I'm just going to nudge you with my baton. Yeah. Oh, and a line that I don't know. Like, I think I even forgotten that this was what it was from when, yeah, the flower gets all stinky and stuff. Mm-hmm. And Krusty jumps into a pile of manure <laughs> and goes, oh, yeah, that's mildly better. Like, <laughs> I do think of all those moments where, yeah, mildly better. yeah, you jump into the shit to avoid the shit-smelling flower, and it's like, yep, mildly better. Uh, anyway, uh, play count. Phil, had you seen For this you, episode that's before? That's not a metaphor. No, I surprisingly had not seen this episode before. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, be- I didn't mean to just repeat the exact question. <laughs> that happens sometimes. BT, BT, had you seen this episode before? <laughs> uh, yes, I indeed I had. Yeah, that's that's about all I got. Maybe the once, <laughs> perhaps the twice. Mm. But doubts the thrunts. Um, this was one that actually surprising thrunts. <laughs> this was one that surprisingly did exist on my uh, VHS of uh, episodes really? of watching Simpsons when I'm stoned. Yeah, this is my surprise face. <laughs> I'm not surprised. Yeah. <laughs> Elliot stoned while I never <laughs> Elliot watching the Simpsons on VHS. <laughs> Who <While> the what? <laughs> so was this a wacky episode of the Simpsons? How were the cartoony elements? Definitely uh, had some whack. I mean, a baby was catapulted through a sunroof. Yeah, yeah, well, that's what you get when you buy uh, the crappy latch brand of baby also, harness. And I do. Really, I really would like to applaud previous writers mm-hmm. of setting up because everyone knows that their car does not have a sunroof. Yeah, mm. but they had a moment where they pulled out of the car park and Homer stands up through the sunroof to yell at everyone ah. else, and then all the cars come out and block him back in. So the sunroof wasn't just magically there like Homer's watches sometimes. Yeah, yeah. set it up and you knew it existed. So when it happened. And the car stopped suddenly and Maggie launched the sunroof. It wasn't like a, what the fuck moment. Yeah. It's still like, even though that I've seen this episode a bunch, it still felt like a surprising moment when Mo does catch her though. Yeah. It is out of the blue, especially for Mo, who's not ready to catch her. Yeah, (laughs) Just ready to dive and then, yeah. And I do quite like how balanced this episode is, as in Mo does start to go overboard, but doesn't get like full on insane creepy. And Homer and Marge are not neglectful of Maggie, but especially Homer is, you know, happy to let someone else take the burden for a while, but not in such a way that's massively neglectful. So there's no, yeah, you know, no one's too far and extreme to become unforgivable. Yeah, that's what I hate about one of the final lines in this episode of Marge going to Mo. Yeah, I'm sorry, we thought you were a baby kidnapper. And then Homer going, or worse, am yeah. I right? And it's like, yeah, that no, was... don't. Don't make me think of that. Yeah. yeah. Well, I was hoping, 
my hope is that they thought that the, he'd put Maggie in the oven. Yeah, mm. uh, a baby eater. Yeah, or which eat. is the better yeah. version. I think that's the best we can. Let's hang just presume. On it. It's yeah. weird to make and pedophilia it's, it's, jokes in. It's also fair to say that because they have previously established it. It's not like the last one where they were like, someone said pedo something, like pedo podiatrist, and yeah. someone's like, oh, you meant the other pedo. Whoops. And it's like, oh, for fuck's sake. Yeah, but this one they never like led us to believe, like, because we knew that Mo didn't have Maggie. So, no. like, we as the audience always knew that wasn't we the We always case. knew yeah. he was innocent, despite mm. what the show would like you Well, think. we had seen him singing show tunes three o'clock every afternoon, so we knew uh. he couldn't be guilty. <laughs> uh. So, yeah, in terms of wacky as well, speaking of the whole, the ham misdirect, what do you guys think of, like, the montage at the end with, like, Homer in the ham? I <sighs> chuckled. I Yeah, I think that's the best he's going to get is a chuckle. I do like it starts off as, you know, shots of Mo, Maggie, Homer in the ham, and then slowly just becomes yeah. just Homer in the ham. I did laugh that he was losing to the ham at checkers, <laughs> and they both had matching tattoos, well, tattoos of each other. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of like, I kind of put it up there with the end of the spring break one, where mm. it's just Homer getting drunk and surfing like a bed and stuff. Mm. You're like, yeah, yeah, I kind of, I don't mind it. You get the exact level of response it deserved, which is, mm. yeah, yeah. Um, so, were there any other wacky moments? Yeah, it's a bit where Homer's reading the paper, and it's dumb as hell, but he's like, oh my gosh, these pants are standing up on their own. And yeah. Just an ad for pants. and Right uh, below the, yeah, baby safe by local hero, not father. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, and uh, the bit in the uh, Italian-American-Mexican standoff, which is when everyone's like, oops, clumsy me. Yeah. I must go to the bathroom and clean myself up, boys. And they all simultaneously spill, oops, clumsy us. Yeah. And uh, then later on, uh, one of them drops a fork. Oops, clumsy me. Help me pick my fork up, boys. I do like in countenance again to the episode we just saw that after all the Italian stereotypes happen, a guy stands up and goes, hey, I'm the president of the Italian Anti-Defamation League and pulls out two guns. <laughs> yeah. And this really burns my cannoli. <laughs> yeah. It feels like that's a good way for the episode to have its cake and eat it yeah. too. Yeah. Whereas the other race joke they made with Carl and Hibbert having that exchange, like... Yeah, yeah that given bit... that's the... Isn't that the same white dude talking to himself? No, it's two white okay. dudes. Okay, still two. Yeah. yeah making all... some very pointed references. Like, yeah, it... It felt very icky. Mm. Yeah, but still two on the nose. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's a Teens Hour episode. There's plenty of whack to go over. But how about the heart? How did we like the emotional core of this episode? Uh, it's a little bit where after Mo saves Maggie, she gives him a little kiss. It's like, oh, that's cute. Mm, mm. Yeah. I think it's actually quite, like, you can kind of see Mo feeling better about himself and having yeah. a better life because he's got worth, because he's got someone to be with. I thought I really was, yeah. I was on the journey with Mo. And again, they don't spoil it by having him being like too overbearing. He's, you know, gets overbearing, but in ways that are A, funny and, uh, you know, understandable for someone who has nothing else. Yeah. And especially for someone who isn't like a parent themselves, yeah. the, the ways that they're overcompensating, especially at the party and stuff. And people are like, that's not your kid. Like, mm. yeah. Although I do like his line to Selma, which is like, oh, a rattle. Way to break a five, Selma. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like when he's like oh your mummy tied a bow on your hair let me do it the way she likes it <laughs> and he goes to Marge I'm sorry but she hates looking like crap exactly <laughs> <laughs> no it's really and I think another important detail as well is yeah Mo's wearing this duck sweater the whole time mm -hmm. as well that Marge gave him and like yeah for the first light of time in his life he's got purpose so of course he's going to overdo it and yeah yeah, yeah he's definitely going to lean into it and it's yeah. not like he's doing it's not pushed so far that he becomes creepy or obsessive or gross it's just it isn't single white female this or anything yeah, yeah, yeah. No. he's not boiling any bunnies he's just 
becoming a little bit a little bit too yeah. much, not respecting the existing boundaries. Mm. But yeah. then to that, I think wearing the sweater, that was like his, you know, entry point. Mm. So it's kind of like harkening back to that original, well, entry point. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, I see what you did with entry point there. Mm. Why do you use entry point as a point of entrance? Yes. Mm. Where one might enter. Ooh. A point of entry. Or exit. And the other... Egress. The other thing as well is like, yeah, Homer and Marge are having some distance from Maggie here and like, it's not exactly pointed out, but yeah, all of a sudden they're having dim some night as well. Yeah, and again, and, the, the implication that Marge just has a bit more free time. And and yeah. I don't think I ever took it from any previous viewings and I, I think I'm even making a stretch in this one, but mm. I think with Mo telling an unsupervised retelling of The Godfather <laughs> to Maggie... Is kind of leaning into, yeah, Homer and Marge are probably being a bit too distant at the moment. Yeah, but again, that's kind of saying it through action rather than, yeah. I don't know, the bit where she hates having a bow tied like that. If you spent more time with her, you would know. Like it, That's not stated, but there's an implication there. Yeah. So I, I read that as Mo relating to a toddler as much as he could. Yeah. Mm. So I didn't really see it as Mo's doing stuff that's inappropriate that other people should notice. It's just, yeah. He's just, he saw Alice in Wonderland saw people <laughs> taking mushrooms and white rabbits, misread what that was about, and then told the only story that he kind of really knows well, yeah. which is the gangster story. And then I yeah. do like it, it gets PG'd up a little bit. It was like, yeah. oh yeah, well this guy, he's got a thing for call girls and picks up that little uh, toy <laughs> phone. It's like, okay, that's pretty funny. Yeah. There was some, there was some actually good pop gags in that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do think like just as a general point, the whole Godfather yeah sequence was a bit overlong, mm. but kind of worth it, I guess, to set up the orange. Like, yeah. it's such a well, weird twist. In I the do kind of like also he gets to the end of part one and Maggie starts crying. So okay, okay, part two, part yeah. two. <laughs> I did think that when they start looking for Maggie and they're looking for clues, and Marge goes, "Oh look, a quarter cut orange rind," and Mo's like, "An orange rind," and then there's that, yeah. thought bubble. that thought bubble to the Godfather, like. Guys, we spent yeah. yeah five minutes on this, and you've done it, and Fat Tony's done it. Like we know what's happened. Yeah, I don't like. I thought that callback was a bit mm. unnecessary. Mm-hmm. Callback, he says, holding up the kid's telephone. There, bring, bring. <laughs> it's for you. It's a better option. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just reading my notes, and next to the Godfather for babies, it's got that like cutaway. It's like, look, he screwed us on this. So I thought we could put a horse's blanket in his bed. <laughs> imagine that waking up and being like, "Well, whose blanket is this?" <laughs> <laughs> like, imagine one waking up with the wrong blanket. <laughs> be weird, especially a horsey one. <laughs> I just love that. Like, why don't I make it a horse's head? Oh, of course. This, this is, is why you're the Godfather. <laughs> I do, but I do like like how weird and inconvenient would be to wake up under a horse's blanket. Like, it's yeah. still kind of like you wake have up, questions. you go. Oh my god, the mob's after me. Or something. Like you'd be like, you would know was, something was up. Yeah, something is still wrong, terribly wrong. Yeah. <laughs> I did wake up once and like my blanket was under my sheet. I was uh-huh. like, how did I do that? <laughs> you fell to the upside down. I guess. Like top sheet or fitted sheet? Uh top sheet. Oh, fitted sheet would be fitted yeah, sheet. That's <laughs> way too many questions there. <laughs> but yeah, just uh, lastly on the heart, I do like uh, Maggie and, and into animation as well. Maggie's animations as well has mm. you know she's pining for Mo and like yeah. I thought her animations were actually done like they obviously spent a lot more time on Maggie's animations like facial getting cute recognition and stuff. Yeah. yeah, like you could read a lot about what she was thinking without her obviously saying anything. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm really glad because I thought there was a moment where they were going to lean into her saying her first word, mm. but they didn't. And I was like, thank God. Yeah, huh. first I think word she technically was cannoli. has. <laughs> oh God, <laughs> uh, but ultimately. <laughs> Did it feel like an episode of The Simpsons? Are these the characters we know and love? Yeah, sure. Yeah, I'd say we're pretty much in there. Like, Wiggum's useless, Homer's a little bit irreverent and useless, but not malicious. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and 
Bo's just less angry, but I think I guess that's the whole point of the show. Yeah, and not bad creepy like we've seen Mo be yeah. in a, a no, later Mo, episode. Mo will eventually become creepy and sex pesty and terrible in all kinds of ways, but not now. Not yeah, here. it's his own sort of golden retriever, but like yeah. a much uglier breed of dog. <laughs> like, um... You call my baby ugly? <laughs> I was trying to, to pick you up. <laughs> oh, well, why don't you just watch the kids and I'll go around to motel room. <laughs> Although I also do like when he's at the bar missing Maggie and then he visualizes all the bar flies with Maggie says like, hey, a bit weird. Can, uh, can I kiss your tummies? And they're like, no. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they were all up for it. That was great. Yeah, and this is sober Barney and he was up for it as yeah. well. <laughs> and uh, well, they probably haven't they had, had their tummies kissed for a long time. Yeah. Oh, I wondered why, yeah, Mo as well, when he gave Maggie the play Mo mm-hmm. tavern set, why he went, oh, and classic drunk Barney because we're in sober Barney period at the moment. There we are. Oh, then, I didn't realize that was a period. Brief five-year window where they sobered him up and then got him uh, soused again. Sorry, just a Homer, some background Homer craziness is fun. It's like Marge screams out something and Homer runs and goes, oh no, did you find out about my farm of snakes? Let me explain. I was going to farm and sell snakes. <laughs> so weird. And it's, it's like there's a A plot happening somewhere else, that kind of thing. I do like when he's about to walk away and Maggie Maggie cries because he misses. She's starting to miss him. Yeah, he's like, "Oh wait, she's worried because I got a nose," and goes back and puts a nose back on. And he goes, "Here you are, you little idiot." Yeah, <laughs> again, he just doesn't. He hasn't had practice at relating to babies, but he, she yeah. clearly loves it. Like he's got, yeah, he's got all the right intentions. He's just, as he says later on, it's nice to hang out with someone who doesn't hear all the dumb stuff they say. <laughs> yeah, um, what just thinking as well. Look, I found a penny behind your ear. Look. Yeah. We aren't telling anyone about that. <laughs> well, then when he's like first with Maggie, he's like, um, I can dislocate my shoulder. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was Babies weird. love dislocations. Yeah, I think that went for an extra beat too long, yeah. but yeah, the initial horror. And yeah, I didn't even mind when they were sort of playing Moe's bar in the couch as well. I thought that was very cute. Yeah, yeah I thought again, like it's kind of he's doing his best to, to do baby things. Yeah. Uh, and throwing out a teddy bear and serving <laughs> drinks at a bar kind of works for him. Yeah. yeah. The baby doesn't know. Raggedy Ann's giving you the button eye. <laughs> Not bad. But yes or no, would you watch this one again? Sure. Yeah, I probably would. All right. And episodes we want to watch again, we like to think about what playlist they'd go in. What are some other episodes that would pair nicely with Mo Baby Blues? Queen. Yeah. <laughs> Mo Queen does or... other things. Yeah, yeah. Mo episodes. Mo suicide. Mo episodes. <laughs> oh, Mo suicides. Oh, yeah. Mo aside. That gets less fun very oh, quickly. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a weird thing to say about suicides. So mm. They get less fun as they go along. Yep. But There's actually a Mo suicide gag that's weirdly become a meme where it's him sticking his head in the oven and he's put a sign on his back that says no funeral. <laughs> and like people use it as like a reaction JPEG or something, you know. Oh, right. Okay. They'll say uh, Kim Kardashian got another billion dollars for some reason and yeah. Yeah, right, right, right. Speaking of that. which, latest news, Kim Kardashian got another billion dollars. Another? Yeah. For what? Who just found it? Uh, Who's back giving the these people money? Well, she's divorcing Kanye. <laughs> oh, is she? <laughs> yeah. Uh, it turns out they're both uh, getting a billion dollars for that. From each other. Yeah. Fuck right. money makes no sense. <laughs> is somehow Kanye and Bill Gates the same person? Ooh. I've never seen them in the same room together. Actually, I reckon there's a part <laughs> of the 90s where that's not true. Weirdly enough, there's going to be like an old photo of them hanging out at a party. And they'll be wearing like exactly the same sweater. <laughs> debating about who And they're both like this, like with a cup of tea, like, yeah. No, this is, I don't know how to relate. <laughs> was that our playlist question? Yeah. What else We've play- somehow managed to pair Kanye Bill and Gates, Gates hanging yeah. out together. I would kind of love that they're both like divorced and a bit older these days. They yeah. start hanging out in the same bar. And the controversy <laughs> would be Kanye Gate Gate. Ooh. Kanye oh. Gates Gate. Yeah. <laughs> 
Anyway. Mm, yeah. <laughs> oh, and Maggie running away. Uh, pair it with Homer alone, which we uh, watched together. Yeah, well, that was a long time ago. But yes, yeah, uh, yeah something to do with Castanellas. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that's the thing. That's the impulse to go, oh, it does actually pair with the last episode. No. But let's not do that. <laughs> no, it does in the way that when if, after you've had a good meal, you would need to do a poop. Yep. <laughs> Expunge it. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, but what would you change, BT? I would just go back to that party with Bill Gates and Kanye West. <laughs> no, that Sorry, was I'm pun. thinking about it. And it's still fun. Um, not really too much. I would maybe remove that, you know, we thought you were a kidnapper or worse. It just mm. but for the most part I'm pretty okay with this one. Like I said, I like they strike that balance and no one really comes off as a terrible person except for Wiggum, but then it's hilarious. Yeah, getting rid of him from the story, which is the logical, okay, where's Chief Wiggum in all this? Yep. And they get rid of him in a hilarious way. Yep. I might remove Mo as a suicide, maybe, just because this is the last time it's funny. Again, that's a weird sentence. Mm. And knowing the slippery slope we start going down, maybe we don't even start on that slope. Maybe he's just walking around feeling all dejected, and then there's a baby flying at him. Yeah, yeah, just sitting by the bridge and looking down and, like, not even, like, making explicitly suicidy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, not because of this episode, just because of all the ones after it. Yeah. And how about you, Phil? What would you like to change? Honestly, I don't think there's a lot. I really did like the first act where they set up the reason for the catapult and the, the old town rejecting. Like, it was a good, solid, you don't see in Simpsons anymore, A-only episode when they set, they took the time to set up a, a scenario where it made mm-hmm. sense. It was still funny, it was still entertaining, mm-hmm. but then as soon as it happened, it didn't matter anymore. I think you could probably do a little bit more with the police search. I don't know if we needed so much of a callback to the ham, but that's true. Someone in the writers' room really loves ham. Yeah, I'm not. I wouldn't say I, I disliked it enough that it needed to go, but mm-hmm. it feels like you could flesh out some other bits. The mobster stuff was okay, mm-hmm. but I don't know if it was really needed. I feel like you could have yeah. some other kind of crisis of. Maggie, like that could be ha- why Maggie leaves her room, but she doesn't have to end up in the middle of the restaurant yeah. during the standoff. Yeah, it's true. And not, but if they didn't go to Little Italy, Homer wouldn't be able to say, "I get my tiny passport." Oh, that is such a good line. And also, yeah, the other killer line for me there is like, "Wait, Mudge, do mobsters often congregate in your lawn all, all the, the time? time. <laughs> Sometimes I bring them lemonade." Yeah. <laughs> That's, yeah, it's such a good little detail. Yeah. So it's even at that point, you're thinking, wait, were the mob just hanging outside their house? Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. But it's like one of those things where it's like absurd. It makes has to happen for the story, but it doesn't make any sense for it to happen at all, unless for absurd reasons. Yeah, trying yeah, to give well, it a reason would make it far worse than just saying, yeah, of course they do. Yeah, because yeah. it takes the humor away from it. Yeah. Like, And I feel like The Simpsons now mm. would spend 10 minutes setting up a broken down tire or something yeah. else or a broken down tire. I don't even know what that is. A broken down car or a flat tire or something. Or we that was the most unsurveillance part of Springfield or some rubbish. Yeah. But just to go, yeah, of course they do. Yeah. You're like, you're like oh, okay, I guess that's fine. Yeah, I was trying to think about that as well and like trying to repurpose it as like a Maggie's looking for Mo sort of list and mm. sort of idea rather. Like that it can get into, I don't know, baby's day out territory and that or, yeah, you know, yeah. worse repeating the Rancho Relaxo episode. So, yeah, I get using the mobsters, but yeah, I do kind of wish they were just more the reason she was going away that she caught a glimpse of Fat Tony mm. doing that and sort of, sort of thought it was Mo. Yeah. I don't know. It's like, hey, Godfather, I know that. Yeah, I'm going to go out this window. Yeah. That's the only story plot line that could be replaced with something a little bit better, but I didn't find it terrible. Yeah. By this point, we're having fun. Yeah, so that's it. It's not a perfect episode by any means, but it's still a lot of fun throughout. So it does sort of feel weird criticizing because it's like, 
I don't have any major parts of the story mm. I need to fix. It's just, yeah, some weaker gags here and there and maybe a bit, you know, extra beady in places. But yeah, honestly, it's one of those, yeah, do like the 10th pass. I don't mm. feel like we're watching a first pass product here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. We are here then. BT, any other notes? Yep. Grandpa just running down the street screaming the Swedish are coming. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's so bizarre. I kind of like it. Uh, Mo looks at his diary, which is nothing, more nothing. So good. Yeah. I kind of wish they just left it there instead of, well, I was going to raise those apostrophes and write in G's, but uh, whatever. It's like, I kind of just liked it as the visual. Yeah. Just say, yep, I'm available. Also, it doesn't make sense unless you're also looking at the diary which marge wasn't yeah uh the cops all just like well we know when we're not needed yeah again great way to just write them out of the story quickly yeah yeah. (laughs) um my last is just a little bit of hardware you know they they have the callback of when mo first wants to go into the italian restaurant and the tree snags his arm he's like no don't try to talk me i said oh no i didn't you just snagged your arm here let me get that for you and then just pushes him (laughs) as well (laughs) yeah but then the callback when it's like ah my arm got caught again it's maggie grabbing hold of him it's like no that's sweet Mm. i think I didn't like him turning around and going, what? Yeah. Like, that seemed a little too much of a... a bit weird. Yeah. yeah. Bit more of a, less of a shock and more of a, oh. oh. Yeah, I get that it works as, yeah, a callback to the initial yeah. what? what? Of Kat. Yeah. But. Yeah, that's another thing, like, bye, that I really want to track the history of that inflection yeah. of the comedy what? Because I know they were trying to sell it as Chris Griffin in Family Guy's catchphrase for a while there. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I always more associated it with Mo. Mm. Yeah. So, How do you research an inflection? <laughs> I know. That's why I've typed in, you know, bye into Google and it's just come up. How do you spell bye? Yeah. B-Y, lots of E's, but how many E's? <laughs> uh, how about you, Phil? Any other notes? Uh, only a couple. I've got Homer going, yeah, hey, Mo's being Maggie's father figure. That's my job. And then Bart's like, you could be my father figure. And he's like, no way. I'm not putting my freaking prints on that, uh, that train. Yeah. <laughs> and then like 30 seconds later, his part goes again. Come on, Dad, we could do it. And he's like, get away, M-Track. <laughs> I don't get that. What's the M-Track? I think it must be a train. Some ah. kind of train reference. Hit us up, train spotters. <laughs> uh, and then I liked in the diorama. And this is, I think, an old school way of Simpsons doing gags that they mm-hmm. don't do anymore is, look, I've got all the people in the in the pub, uh, yeah. double people, and they, I've recorded their voices or whatever. And it's Amber going, I peed my pants. And you go, okay. That's funny to start with. Yeah. And then it goes immediately to Homer. He goes, hey, I recorded that for personal use. And then out. <laughs> so it's like two very small gags where the mm. second one is slightly funnier than the first one. So it kind of levels you up. Yep. But then it finishes. It's done. Like They don't yeah. come back. They don't explain it. He doesn't pick up like Homer's big book of sounds or anything. <laughs> Mark like, doesn't go, Homer, why would you record that? Yeah. Like yeah. You're just like, it's just a funny thing to say. And then it's finished. Like you don't need to labor through why that might be the thing. It's like, mm-hmm. it's exactly the same as like Mops is congregate in my garden all the time. Yeah. <laughs> That's the thing. These jokes that let your imagination fly with it. And then you imagine as the audience, the circumstance in which Homer mm. lent that recording or <laughs> that Marge giving lemonade. Yeah. Yeah, or sometimes you can just say a funny sentence because the words and the sentence is funny and it yeah. has no context to anything and doesn't need to be. Mm. All right, and my final notes. Oh, we didn't do the final note song before. Well, I mean, I was going to say, but now it's time and now it's time for our final notes. Everyone's final notes. Oh, I thought it was you changed it to these are my final notes, my friend. <laughs> that means we have come to the end. Ooh, our final notes. <laughs> Whenever you think we're done reviewing, we've got final more to notes. give. <laughs> Damn you, musical bastards. 
Um, I didn't like Homer's uh, the whole extended thing with why does Lisa get to pick? Because when you say number between one and a hundred, you pick seven. Because the apostles, blah 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 blah. Fucking cuddle it. Oh yeah. Oh geez, I got something in my eye. Oh, piece of glass. <laughs> uh, I enjoyed that. And this book must be based on the Alice in Underpants movie I saw. <laughs> and then the sequel, which was uh, uh, put, put them, them on... on the looking glass. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> Not bad. It's the best you can do with a title. <laughs> Try to turn through the looking glass and what Alice saw there into a smut title. That's. Well, uh... I already knew of an Alice in Wonderland Porto. It was oh. An- Alice in Anal Land. Oh, okay. <laughs> Not really a parody, though, is it? It's just using <laughs> the word Alice. Yeah. yeah. And in underpants. It's like... Wonderland, underpants, yeah. Like, yeah. I get it. I, I, I'll pay that. I won't uh, pay it a lot, but no. Five bucks. Yeah. <laughs> Enough well, for a five. <laughs> and my last note is, it felt a little unnice, but I kind of liked it, which was like, Fantoni going, oh, I haven't cried this much since I paid to see The Godfather 3. Mm-hmm. So I know you haven't seen it, so you don't know what So yeah, like. I'm just going off <laughs> reputation. I've just discovered a new podcast you guys can do. Elliot watches The Godfather backwards. <laughs> He's only seen the first two. It's the oh, pod and, I, and I've seen two a lot. Oh, okay. I reckon I've seen one twice and two maybe ten or so times. Wow. That's yeah, a lot. That's a lot. For a long movie, that's a lot. That's no, a lot. I really feel like The Godfather Part 1 is the pilot episode to The Godfather Part 2. Wait, two is when they're just in the house in the woods, isn't it? No, it's got like is a whole three? trial thing and... And while. yeah, we go back in time and we yeah. see Don Vito, played by Robert uh, De Niro. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, I always thought it was a bit boring, but there's been many, many, many moons since I've seen it. Mm-hmm. And I haven't seen it ten times. <laughs> All right, well, it's time to rank this thing. BT, go first. I'm sitting on that Brilva border, and I feel like it maybe deserves a silver just because I do like that it is it is even-handed as it is. But that said, also some parts kind of drag a little too much. I do really like the heart on this one, but I feel like that third act is a tiny bit of a letdown. I'm going to sit on a bronze, but I do reserve my right to blurt out more later. As is your right. Phil, mm. what would you like to I'm rank it? Never take Wait, what are my rights? <laughs> uh, you kind of just make them up. Oh, sweet. <laughs> uh, well, I reserve the pizza right to uh, eat the leftover pizza after this. <laughs> but I think I'm going, I'm going to give it a solid silver. It was pretty good. There was a little room for improvement, but not mm. overly. And it, there wasn't anything wrong with the body of it. Like yeah. it was a good solid premise that was done pretty well. And really the only the nitpicking is kind of, you know, two or three minutes out of the whole episode, which I feel like is a pretty good run. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like it wasn't a huge laugh out loud moment for me, but yeah, mm. a really compelling story with some minor tweaks could have made it an excellent episode. But yeah, because of that, it, it does sit comfortably at a silver for me. Like I, I, Sort of felt that coming in, and yeah, not much has done to dissuade me from that. Yeah, we win. Really, uh, <laughs> have we done much to dissuade you? Ah, uh, I'm debating. It's it's. You know what? Let's go to a silver. All right. Done it. I feel like it. Yeah, it does enough right. And considering how much they could have gotten wrong, especially with Mo, especially how bad Mo gets as we the series goes on. I like that this is, remains very sweet and very genuine throughout. All right. Unanimous silver. That will... we don't have a name for it. <laughs> We've given this episode the. Yeah, if it's ever gold, it should be Goldfinger. But, uh... <laughs> Silverfinger? No. Silver spoon? It's the silver lining. Hey! <laughs> yeah, I guess that'll have to do. <laughs> and yeah, it'll be only the second episode from season 14 to get that ranking. Ooh. It'll be joining C.E. Doll, where uh, Homer usurps Canary M. Burns as the head of the nuclear power plant. Mm-hmm. Who the hell is Canary M. Burns? It's the canary that Mr. Burns has the, the ownership of the plant to, so all the fault is that... Any liability is the fault of the canary, not the fault of him. Oh, it's like a canary in a mine shaft, but 
legally corporate corporate canary <laughs> coming soon to fox i ba- i bagged that name <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's either a, a band a show or a actual business <laughs> or a band corporate canary will play the bass for you <laughs> stay tuned to find out what that is going to be but you <laughs> won't have to wait long to find out what the next episode we're reviewing uh, you, is you will have to play everything using the cage method the little joke for all our musician nerds out I there. I assume that's when I go into the cage like a Royal Rumble. Is that like John Cage? No, it's the hand positions on the guitar. Oh, yeah, right. C-A-G to it. Danny knows what I'm talking about. Shout out to Danny Rosewell. Danny, Danny Rosewell. Hi, Danny. I didn't know there was G's in note. <laughs> that, that's, that's the last one. Well, I'm, I'm not, besides G-Sharp. I was about I'm not, going, not going to be joined to this conversation. <laughs> or A-flat. <laughs> Or G sharp and a half for all our microtonal fans out there. Yep. New King Gears and Liz Wiz album out now. Anyway, all right, now it's time to go to the classic era where we're continuing our look into the second tier characters by watching an episode called The Otto Show. Who do we think we're going to focus on this one? Oh, wait, I'm back. Uh, I think it's Otto Bins. Meryl Streep. (laughs) Both great answers. We'll find out who's right after this. And we are back, and we just watched our classic and final episode for the evening. This was Season 3, Episode 22, The Otto Show. First released on April 23rd of 1992, so my sixth birthday. Directed by Wes Archer, written by Jeff Martin. In this episode, it's a Spinal Tap concert, then it's an episode about Otto. Hey guys, what do you think? Uh, pretty damn good. I feel refreshed. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> no, it's like just- a nice hot bath of comedy. Oh, just even seeing the old style, like, I mean, mm. Mo Baby Blues was definitely improvement, but there's just something about the grittiness of the old animation, which, yeah, is very hot bathy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, um, <laughs> yes, exactly hot bathy. Very, uh, some wa- dipped in some warm nostalgia. Yeah, yeah, just a little bit of, like, a home crafted pie. Yeah. <laughs> Turning it away from the bathroom. Just a image. lovely tap to the spine with pie. Um, so anyway, uh, standing out, better or worse, may as well uh, yep. say what stood out to me. Yeah, Spinal Tap's inclusion into oh, this show. It was like Spinal Tap 2.0 or something. Just, I know. There's so many good jokes. I assume the writers may have written their own parts for this, or uh, some of the Simpsons writers were on This Is Spinal Tap. I don't know, but there's so much Spinal Tap comedy in it. Whoever yeah. was writing for it knew what they were doing, is my point. Yeah, I can't be certain, but I, I'm pretty sure, yeah, there was a degree of improv coming from mm. the guest stars of this episode. They're not counting Harry Shearer as a guest star, unfortunately, because <laughs> he is part of the Simpsons core cast yeah. as Derek Smalls. But yeah, featuring Christopher Guest as Nigel Tufnell and Michael McKean as David St. Hubbins. <laughs> yeah. I actually forgot halfway through this first section that Spinal Tap wasn't actually a band. Yeah, I, I realized I confused them with the Who, I yeah. think, and then we're like halfway through. I'm like, wait a second. Uh, so I'm guessing you both have seen the Spinal Tap movie. This oh, is Spinal yeah. Tap. I have. I torrented it once, but then it turned out to be not what I thought it was. Oh, oh. so you still so haven't seen just, it? Just no, Spinal it. Surgery. Oh my oh, god! I just assumed everyone I, had seen it. It was. It's one of those DVDs I do recommend getting because the yeah. DVD itself is full of jokes. Like it starts with you know. It's a black screen, like, oh, black, yeah, it's really black. It's like space without stars. Oh, that's beautiful. And then, like, this logo comes across, but then it goes too far, like, well, no, it's too far away. <laughs> it's, uh, so that and the Zoolander DVD are the ones that... It's one of those things I will miss about DVDs. Yeah, the back menus. in the day when they put in effort in interactive oh, yeah. menus. <laughs> yeah, yeah that's, was fuck, that was a long time ago. And mm-hmm. now, nothing. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, I mean, that's interesting. How did this play for you, then, as someone who wasn't really uh, aware? I, I mean, I, knew, I know what Spinal Tap is. Yeah. I just didn't 
twigged with me immediately. I think I just bought into the whole, it's a rock band. The kids going to see their first kind of like rock concert. I think it was when the fan was blowing and showing too much of his bald hair. <laughs> and I was like, oh, wait a second. Yeah. Uh, but when they were doing all the, the stuff for the, the radio station, yeah. like, maybe you could say, do some promos for us. Like, like, like what? Uh, nobody say, rocks like Bill and Marty. <laughs> like, we're not sure about that. Maybe someone rocks just as hard as you. Or oh. better. <laughs> <laughs> we don't want to look stupid. <laughs> yeah. I was like, that's quite funny. Yeah. Um, about rock-a-doodle-doo? You're listening to Bill and Marty. Yeah, okay. We'll do that one. <laughs> so, yeah, I think, Beach, you put it yeah, really well before that this is essentially Spinal Tap 2.0 because... Yeah. Yeah, we're getting this sort of like extra bonus scene that wasn't in the movie. Yeah, and that is still very much of the movie. <laughs> it's very ambitious, I gotta say, for The Simpsons to, yeah, spend a third of this episode essentially, mm-hmm. yeah, doing a tribute to Spinal Tap. <laughs> yep. Must have been a pretty big get in terms of guest cast. Guest stars. Guest stars. That's well, it. Thank you. Yeah, uh, I well, mean, they obviously had an in with Harry Shearer because, mm-hmm. yeah, him being the voice of Mr. Burns and him being in Spinal Tap. Yep. But apparently they had a hard time convincing the network because they were like, we're paying for all these songs and stuff and they're not a real band. That's <laughs> <laughs> the thing because after the movie, Spinal Tap did record albums and stuff. So yeah. they got a couple. Uh, Majesty of Rock is still one of my favourites, especially yeah. for the video clip. Oh, it's wonderful. And that's a really good thing about Spinal Tap as a project is that like the individual songs and whatever, they're not filled with jokes or anything. No. The thing is mostly about the image and yeah. like the jokes are within the movie and the, yeah, and the, the kind of goofiness of it all and yeah. of, of that, you know, arena rock. Yeah. I think as a Iron Maiden fan, you'd really enjoy it, Phil. I'd probably have to watch it sometime. It's, oh, like, yeah. it's just, I don't know, one of those things I just never got around to. Mm. It's such a relic of comedic films as well. And like, because it's a lot of like prominent roles for, and you'll see like a lot of people's early roles, like mm. fucking Fran Drescher's uh, yeah. got a big starring role in it. And like, this is way before The oh, Nanny. Um, this is, I think, the or one of the first films that Rob Reiner directed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really? Yeah. yeah, yeah right. he, it's when he invented the mockumentary. Yeah. So have you guys seen like any of the other like Christopher Guest movies like Best in Show yep. or yep. Um, Mascots, which was on Netflix as Mascots, well? Mascots, no, but Best in Show I have. I haven't mm. seen, oh yeah, I haven't seen Mascots. I'm definitely yeah, very familiar with Best in Show, Yeah. however. Yeah, it, it's pretty much like that, except for the world of rock. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm like, I'm familiar with it because of the zeitgeist. Yeah. yeah. And just it being referred to enough. But I think it's like, you know, if you didn't have it, physically then you didn't get mm. to see it like it wasn't yeah. on tv ever and there was no other way to getting it yeah and so i was just too busy watching van damme movies <laughs> <laughs> but yeah uh, for anyone who hasn't out there yeah mm-hmm. it's and i like how it's not recommended it required viewing rather no. before watching this episode get, i think you get the gist of it yeah this is just a wacky rock group that yeah happens to be barton millhouse first rock show part Any- of the top 105 acts touring today <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's the funniest number they could have picked <laughs> I don't know, 107 is pretty funny. Uh, uh, how about you, BT? What stands out to you from this episode, for better or worse? It was also Spinal Tap. Uh, so I'm just going to riff on that a little bit more, uh, especially when they're talking about, well, the coming down of the Berlin Mall was really big for us. So we're very big on the other side, you know, the Bulgaria and the other Garia, Hungaria. I think no one's really benefited from the fall of communism more than us. Just people living in those countries. Oh, yeah, I hadn't thought of that. <laughs> that was a very good line. No one's benefited from the fall of communism more than Spinal Tap. Yeah. And how about you, Phil? What stands out to you from this episode, for better or worse? I really can uh, empathize with Bart's want to play the guitar and then being terrible at playing guitar <laughs> and then quitting playing guitar, but mm-hmm. only having bought one. Uh, so that stands out for me. 
Uh, is that something that happened to you? It is exactly what happened to me. <laughs> I was like, I'll play guitar. And I bought a guitar and it killed my fingers. And I yeah. quit it after about two weeks and gave it to, <laughs> to Ben. To be fair, <laughs> you bought the worst thing I've ever played. Yeah. yeah like, it, was... it hurt to play. Yeah. <laughs> I bought, like, uh, wasn't even the first one. I bought like a really cheap one. Mm. And I played it for a couple of weeks. And I took it back and I was like, um, I bought this guitar here. And it sounds like, and the guy's like, and it sounds like a $100 guitar. And I was like, yes. Can I spend more money? And he's like, yes, you can. And I, and I went, I'll just take the blue one because I'm an idiot. Uh, and I didn't know anything about it. And yeah, it had razor blades for strings. Yeah. yeah. And it was fucking painful to play yeah. anything on. If you're listening, Danny, Danny Rosewell, that was, yeah, the blue one. We're like, oh, maybe the strings are just fucked up. So we replaced the strings. Like, no, this just hurts. Mm. Oh, was it really? <laughs> Not the strings. Yeah. We no, thought it was. No, we think the uh, intonation must have been way too high and just hurt and it feels like it's gotten better over the last decade but yeah i still hate that there's irresponsible music instrument sellers selling these sort of instruments that just are legitimately uncomfortable to play yeah Yeah, and especially with like the rise of and popularity of ukuleles as well Mm -hmm. there's so many cheapo ones that just how is this little thing shredding the fuck out of my (laughs) hand right now (laughs) yeah I must defeat it. <laughs> Made from old car parts. Yeah. Oh, speaking of shitty musicians, Segway. Um, I do kind of hate Lisa in this one a tiny, tiny bit. Really? Well, she's playing saxophone while Bart's trying to learn. and She's just jamming. Yeah, exactly. No, she, she's she, this is hard, and he is brand new at it, and she's just <laughs> pissing all over him. I like the greatest story of The Simpsons in terms of, you know, he's finally struggling at something that she's good at and she gets to yeah. show off and be a bit of a bratty sibling about that. But it's in the context of Bart is trying to learn. Just be nice, you bitch. It is funny, though, Bart's journey throughout this whole thing, and especially with Homer at the end. It's like, son, son, if something's hard, it's not worth doing. (laughs) Now we'll put this guitar in the closet with your shortwave radio, (laughs) your karate outfit, and your unicycle. And Um, we'll go watch TV. What's on? It doesn't, doesn't matter. matter. I just I love that Brady Bunch moment, but, yeah. done, but done through the Simpsons. It's such a good and done the completely op- the and wrong yeah, way. A total subversion of the expectation. Like, and this was a bit of a meme in my household because my oldest brother was kind of impulsive in the same sort of way. Like, he tried taking up drums and he, mm-hmm. he got good at the one hand, but introducing any more limbs than that (laughs) so yeah drums went in the closet and he also bought a unicycle at one point determined to learn that that went in the closet unicycles are fucking hard i tried to ride one admittedly only for a day but good lord that's an impossible thing and then you're like what's the reward at the end of this even (laughs) if i do it well i still can only ride a unicycle see (laughs) it's a thing that's not impressive on its own it's impressive when you get another thing involved like juggling or making balloons juggling and unicycling yes (laughs) even then i'm just like but why? Okay, I'm going to quote friend of the show, Michael Swaim, in one of his episodes of Crack TV, where he's like talking about someone playing the accordion. He goes, admittedly, this guy rocks, but the thing about the accordion is you'll never be more attractive to women than a man who's not playing the accordion. <laughs> so, you know, ladies out there, think of a man riding a unicycle, then think of a guy not riding a unicycle. Yeah. Who would you rather sleep with? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like guys who go into the beach and set up like slack lines, so they can yeah. balance slack line, and you're like, well, you're really good at that. But why? <laughs> oh, that's right. Bry bought a lathe at one point as well. A lathe? Oh, see. Yeah. Ah, uh, because he's, I know where he's thinking. He's like, I'll just buy the machine that does all the work for you and yeah. I'll stand here and do <laughs> the cutting. I'm exactly on page with that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised I don't have a lathe. So anytime Bry would come home with the, any of these like impulsive things, we'd go, oh yeah, that's going in the closet with the drums and your shortwave radio and you... <laughs> 
Anyway. Every time he's like, no, this is who I am now. Yeah, this is me now. I'm an ultimate Frisbee guy. <laughs> but just on Bart's guitar as well, and it's a clever detail of the show, even though it's an extremely uncommon feature for I a know. guitar to have an amp in built into it. Yeah. But I think the show needed to do that for the... So he could carry it around yeah. and Otto could pick it up and he could play things and Nelson could say it was poly wally crappy. Yep. Although, uh, true to continuity, it's got lefty flip. Yeah. Bart is left-handed. But so. then... The virtuoso that Otto is, he flips it to right hand and he's able to play it, so mm. that would be the strings flipped for him. Yeah. So, he's yeah. just versatile. Yeah, yeah, Otto is genuinely a, versato- a virtuoso guitarist. I don't a versatile know. virtuoso. He's like yeah, he the uh, Aboriginal guy, Gurmal, who learned to play the guitar by teaching himself on a right-handed guitar by playing it left-handed. Oh, right. Mm-hmm. Very, obviously, the hard way of getting there. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he was also blind, so... <laughs> yes, yeah. He was stacking things Probably didn't really manage what he did. He's like, you're playing upside down. Uh, you were playing an umbrella this whole time. <laughs> <laughs> Why didn't somebody tell me? <laughs> yeah, we thought it was funny. Yeah. That's not funny. That's <laughs> it. You invented the blues. Oh, okay. Um, but actually, yeah, a friend of the show and um, DJ Y, he does mm-hmm. the same thing as well. He's oh, left-handed, right. but plays a right-handed guitar flipped upside down. Like, yeah. I mean, a lot yeah, more I mean, options. So. When you say that like that, it sounds mental. Yeah. So how about the wackiness? Was this a particularly wacky episode of The Simpsons? I don't think I have any notes of whack. Oh, I mean, I mean the whole first seg is wacky. It's wacky, but it's not impossible wacky, you know. So well, I mean, the size of that lady and the size of the guy that she was standing on top of. That, <laughs> I mean, not... surely you've been to rock concerts and seen that. I have, but that guy, he's got some very future back problems. <laughs> it does remind me, like, because, yeah, I go to a lot of rock concerts and have since I was 12. And, like, I mean, I was a pretty big kid. And mm. uh, one time I helped this dude crowd surf. Uh, I think it was at a Pennywise show. And anyway, he, you know, gets thrown out the front comes around the back comes in the most thanks man it's like yeah it's cool you want me to give you a lift now and i'm like i don't think that's good for anybody (laughs) and he goes no 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 he like grabs my foot and like attempts to chuck me in the air i do like this little weird one i didn't just fucking eat shit and land on the ground it's like told you thanks a lot dickhead It's like I do like a, someone has clearly not brought a big enough oxygen pump for the size of this inflatable. <laughs> we salute you, our half-inflated Dark Lord. But trust me, if it was filled up with that, it'd be very evil, evil and, and impressive. very impressive. <laughs> I do like that the drummer is still giving his best and just using his hands in his head. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and yeah, so there's this little classic spinal tappy moments as mm. well of like, yeah, Derek not quite standing in the spotlight, yeah. right? As, yeah. as the song's doing the <laughs> intro. And speaking of spotlight, can mm. we turn the house lights up, please? This is the time for us to tell them that the audience is the sixth member of the bleeding group. Also, is it a spinal tap gag to have the name of the town written on the back of the guitar? <laughs> Only in this bit, but it's such a good bit. Because yeah. that's also what happens when Aerosmith plays Springfield. Oh, that's true. And that's earlier this season as well. Oh, is it? Yeah, interesting. The Simpsons are ripping themselves off. That's I, I just really? love it for the, we were traveling down Route 401. <laughs> that's only four miles from my house. Yeah. <laughs> but nobody rocks like Springfield. That's I actually did you. that on stage at AIM. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, I did the stop, stop, look at the back of the guitar and say <laughs> the name of the city. Crickets, no one got it. Like, <laughs> Sorry, Hills. Fuck you, uncultured Nobody swine. like the bored-faced stag. <laughs> <laughs> I do like when he, the lead guitarist, towed himself off and threw the, the towel into <laughs> the crowd and just came straight back yep. at him. Oh, <laughs> yep. uh, and the whole bit with, yeah, six days out of the week, this is a hockey arena. It's like, this is a rock and roll concert, not the splish splash show that's why i gotta think that some of this dialogue is improvised that's yeah. just so shitty you but, wouldn't but, write that yeah but kind of wonderfully shitty yeah but also, um, like you wouldn't if you were like improvising it like 
you do more than just one take. Yeah. yeah. Just one splish splash show. Well, yeah, another reason why, yeah, get the DVD of Spinal Tap. Like, the, the deleted scenes are its own movie. Mm-hmm. Like, And it's a surprisingly short film. It's only like 70 or 80 minutes oh, wow. itself. And yeah, you just get a lot because, yeah, they were doing so much. And I got chutney squishy for a bit of whack. <laughs> you can really taste the chutney. <laughs> but how about the heart of this episode? You know, Bart takes Otto in under his wing and um, Again, it's kind of the great subversion of the classic, uh, you know, sitcom tropes of, you know, he's got nowhere else to go. And then yeah. it all comes together under a mutual hatred of Homer because spite is a wonderful motivator. <laughs> but I do quite like that at the end, Otto gets some genuine respect from Principal Skinner, who's watching him drive after trying it himself and being bad at it. Yeah. <laughs> like, presumably was trying to drive that bus into well into the night mm-hmm. yeah, well, <laughs> long enough to get some, some stubble, stubble yeah. and undo his tie and just days <laughs> yes, for, a, like for a Vietnam dang. vet that's, uh, that's, that's rough <laughs> well he was probably not a great Vietnam vet he could have been an it was back in the era when yeah he kind of was yeah <laughs> that's true when the Disney Corporation tried to shut him down he was like no you gentlemen have made a mistake you've got an ex-Green Beret mad but I don't know, I'd put up someone who drives all-terrain vehicles for the army against, you know, your average school bus driver, and let's see who's yeah, yeah. more mentally uh, concrete. Who's dealt with more shit, Mental man. concrete. That's true. <laughs> I'm like, that's not a saying. It's just yeah. plow ahead, go <laughs> for it. The army's like, what, four years? Bus driving is life. <laughs> So yeah, with um, Bart and Otto as well, I, I really like the exploration of their relationship as well because, mm-hmm. like, you know, Bart in this area is you know the bad boy and uh, looking up to Otto all the time, and yeah, Otto would get his moments like showing off like his latest tattoos and all that sort of shit to Bart, and mm-hmm. like this is really showing Bart how pathetic he kind of is. I think was Bart like even maturing a little in this episode. There was a little bit of like him going, oh, I have to help you out because you're living in a dumpster and he's not even yeah. living in a, a dumpster grade dumpster. No, it was <laughs> a, a trash uh, go waste receptacle <laughs> unit or something. Which is pretty good. Um, yeah, I did think it was good to see Bart being compassionate and not a shithead mm. for a whole episode. Mm. And yeah, I think it, the like, relationship between him and Otto was felt quite genuine. Like yeah. he just wanted to help because he thought he was the coolest adult. Yeah. I he, do he like, probably. no one's ever called me an adult before. Although I've been tried as one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this episode is full of good little passing lines like that. But yeah. yeah, I also like that Bart wasn't guilted into taking Otto in. It wasn't he accidentally got Otto fired. He was just like, ah, oh, I, I need to help you out. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, that's a good point, actually. Yeah, which is why this is like, it is kind of a weird part of this episode that it's it's, it's such a fuck you first act. But it is. I it's get, so it, much fun. <laughs> I know. It gets Bart the guitar at mm. least. So it ties in somewhat. And Otto was there at the concert, so yeah, da, yeah. Da, da, da. <laughs> yeah, I think it kind of like it thematically fits in, if not yeah. in a direct storyline type of way. Yeah, and also worth it for. Did Millhouse get home? Okay, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'll be right back. A great little ad break. Hello. <laughs> so yeah, Homer in this episode as well. Speaking of hard, is quite interesting. How mm. yeah, he's so firm on not having this guy in their house. He also like, okay, you can stay, but I get to treat you like garbage. Okay, what's the catch? Yeah. <laughs> but then doesn't treat him like garbage at all. No. Was, he's rather tolerant. Yeah. Mm. I don't know. I know you <laughs> of kind course, of this isn't happy days and you're not the fun. <laughs> hey, <laughs> Mr. S. <laughs> Although I do like, can you knock that racket off? I can't hear myself think. I want some peanuts. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind of surprised that this episode didn't in some way gravitate to Homer wanting to be a rock star and thrash and drink mm-hmm. beer and play early in the morning. Yeah, true. Yeah. Given the amount of joy he found for his Davy Crockett tasseled leather jacket. And his billy beer. Why he got excited and wore that to then go sit in the car in the car park. That's the disconnect, because he's even saying, like, oh, I went to thousands of heavy metal concerts and, like, 
why aren't you going? <laughs> oh, his tinnitus thing made me a little bit sad. Yeah. yeah. It was the like, idea that a lot of his stupidity may come from not being able to hear. Just can't hear. Mm. And he's just like, I hear. And walks off. <laughs> no, uh, and yeah, I'm the sar. I get occasional ringing in my right ear as well. And yeah, earplugs at concerts, people. It's yeah. necessary. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, just, you know, it might not happen at this concert you're going to, no. but I mean. That's the thing. I remember the darkness got my left ear and Ingve Malmsteen got my right. Ingve mm. <laughs> but... fucking Malmsteen. <laughs> that sounds like a guy who was assassinated and started World War One. That was a bit. Ingve <laughs> Malmsteen. But ultimately, did it feel like an episode of The Simpsons? Yeah, again, especially in that send-up of sitcom tropes. Because, mm. yeah, the this guy's living with The Simpsons wasn't too overdone at this point. Yeah, and the fact that he's such a you know bad match for it, he's always yeah. walking around with his shirt on and just playing guitar at all hours of the day. And I do like that Bart's made up this conversation with Marge to get him in. <laughs> That's, I remember that being funny the first time I saw it. Yeah. Like, everyone says that when they hear themselves on yeah. tape. Especially on tape. Marge! <laughs> yeah. Um, what season was this again? Three. Three. Right so, at the tail end. So as well. it's kind of like, so it's really before Homer the Oath. Like Homer's really, like, because he's not dumb in this. I no, think we're right on that borderline. Yeah, bet- yeah, between the flawed patriarch, but before he becomes a golden retriever. Yeah, yeah. yeah he, like him, him waiting in the car is a very golden retriever. Yeah, like <laughs> sitting there just, singing Spanishly. Him just like looking <laughs> out and having a good time. But it was interesting that like Bart wasn't really a dirtbag. Like he wasn't the troublemaker for making trouble, and Homer wasn't stupid for making gags. Like he was a little bit not maybe the smartest man in the world, but he wasn't dumb or like mm. negligently stupid in any way. Yeah, uh, apart from little Spanish flea. Like this sort of got me thinking because yeah, one of the big pieces of Simpsons news this week was um big writer John Swartzwelder, a notable recluse, mm. finally gave an interview and when asked, you know, what his favorite season was, he said season 3. And he said, yeah, because this is when we figured out what the show was. We were mm. firing on all cylinders and, you know, it's before Sam Simon left. So it was still hadn't got into super wacky territory. Yeah, yeah. yeah right. I mean, I don't agree with him. And <laughs> our data certainly suggests that, yeah, the majority of the panels don't. But, yeah, it's a, a there's a good point to be made. for. Yeah, I mean, on the grand question of where did The Simpsons start going wrong, the idea they start getting more wacky after what? After Sam Simon left in four? Yeah, or? during four. Yeah. that I mean, there's an argument to be had that early. It started to derail. It was still fun, but it's starting to set up the problems that are going to destroy it later. Yeah. But yes or no, would you watch this one again? Yes. Yes, but not for a while. Mm. Same here. Well, watch well, Spinal Tap first. Yeah, I mean, definitely. <laughs> well, I mean, maybe. No, definitely. Oh, okay. It, definitely. It, it's in one of these boxes here. If you want to raid around <laughs> while I dig through all my DVD boxes. I'm not even really sure how I would watch a DVD at the moment. Mm. Really? Uh, I'd have to put it in my PC and yeah. put my headphones on. Yep. <laughs> Not ideal. Not ideal. My big news in media consumption recently mm-hmm. is I bought a Optic to AV converter box and now I can plug my 1985 <laughs> amp into my Plasma TV and run my oh, nice. my giant speakers. Nice. <laughs> nice. Vintage speakers through... A vintage amp running <laughs> stuff off my Plasma TV. No, my, <laughs> off my OELD. O-E-L whatever it is yeah still a wonderfully mismatch in technology mm, that, yeah. yeah but it's fucking good loud yeah. tube amp with a flat screen <laughs> Pretty, well, yeah, almost a tube amp but mm-hmm. I can't afford it and episodes we want to watch again um, on our nice TV with tube amp uh, we like to think about what playlist we put them in so what are episodes that pair well with this one uh, I got two people writing their name on their underwear like Grandpa Simpson and... <laughs> well until you can get a bus license in your own underwear <laughs> <laughs> uh, and the classic Simpsons pan through the floor yeah. joke. Which, oh, yeah. Yeah, I haven't yeah. seen that for a long time. It's full of treasure this time. Yeah. 
pirate booty as well. Mm-hmm. And I guess instruments or music or Kent Brockman banning all music on TV. Well, yeah, Bart learning many <laughs> instruments. Like he becomes a drummer at some point. Mm-hmm. Definitely others. Bart starts a thing and then yep. quits it. Yep. And <laughs> gets, he's not immediately great at it. Well, yeah, I mean, them referencing the karate suit is an episode as well. Where yeah, yeah, absolutely. The touch of death one. Yeah. I was having, yeah. trying to have a quick think of if he ever tried to ride a unicycle, but I'm not <laughs> sure. All right. What would you change, BT? Hmm. More Spinal Tap? No. That's <laughs> an entire ridiculous. episode of Spinal um, Tap. Again, I don't really have any complaints about this one. It does, I wouldn't say lag. It gets a little less jokey in the middle, but mm. that's kind of the era where they would front load with jokes. You'd get invested and then the plot kicks in, which is what they're doing. And I think it's doing quite well. I just really like how it undermines the whole sitcom tropes of bringing a stranger in and promoting their self-esteem till they can get back on their feet. Whereas here it's done out of spite for Homer. I guess yeah, have... he never overcomes his problems and yeah. gets good at a thing. Maybe have Homer be a bit more of a dick to Otto because we kind of oh. don't see it surprisingly. For Otto to be that mad at him, it's like, but why? He asked you not to play guitar when he was trying to sleep. That's very reasonable. Mm. So given this had the full intro, there's probably some time to be uh, spent just having Homer giving him a hard time, or even at least in passing. Yeah. yeah. How about you, Phil? What would you like to change? I'm not sure. There's not a whole lot. I think that Ben speaks to a good point there, that there could be a lot more conflict between Otto and Homer, although that would then start leaning a little bit, mm, maybe a little too bit hard too into that trope. Yeah. But I think there's something to be done there because it is, it feels like it's resolved because that's what the story says and that's how the, end, the episode needs to end. And I think Otto not really learning or getting any better because mm. he gets a job, but then he still doesn't have a house. Yeah. And I'm slightly sure. intrigued about he can't go home because he doesn't get along with the Admiral. Mm-hmm. That that I really like that as in a, it's one of those great Simpsons gags that tells you so much about something without telling you anything yeah, at all it tells you otto probably comes from a like proud naval family that he doesn't fit in with and his dad makes him call him the admiral yeah like he's like <laughs> address him by his yeah, way he's a family yeah. where the dad's very is obviously ex-military mm. and it's very strict and very buttoned up and he is the flunky one yeah. who couldn't get who got kicked out of military yeah. boot camp and now he's on his own so he's failing at everything yeah and tells you that in a line yeah absolutely <laughs> so it's like really like it's quite there's really good writing in there there's not a whole lot. Like, it's not really missing much. Mm. It's Again, I really feel like there's a strong argument to be made that when The Simpsons sticks to an A story only, they do so much better than yeah. when they try and split. Not yeah. all the time, mm. and not always, obviously, but there is a strong correlation, I think. And this is a very, very strong episode, I think. Yeah. Like, I mean, when there's just a single path as well, because, yeah, that allows for having these sort of fuck you intros that have Mm -hmm. little to do with the rest of the story. But I think this one does work in setting up the aesthetic. Mm. Like, I mean, Otto is aesthetically similar to Spinal... I mean, it's Harry Shearer as well. One of the fucking (laughs) members of Spinal Tap is the voice of Otto. I do agree there is just some pacing issues in the Otto section of the story, and I do wonder... Can we cut out some Spinal Tap? But fuck, I don't hate any of it. That's the thing. And I don't... Like, even the lines that... Like, the Splish Splash show where it feels like... (laughs) Intensely bad. Yeah. That all works for me. So, yeah. It's sort of an odd thing. But yeah, I do feel like there's some pacing issues with the auto section that... And yeah, to a lot of your points with his relationship with Homer and stuff that could have been just a little bit better dealt. But this was great. Yeah, and for oh. 93, the pace of television and consumer yeah. stories is entirely different anyhow. Like, if you watch Friends or whatever, like, they take forever to have anything to happen to them. So, just, yeah. so I think that's just the nature of storytelling yes. of that decade. All right. Back and to you, Ken. 
we are here. Oh, wait, before we do any other notes, we must discuss <laughs> musical moments. So the song that Otto plays within the bus is Freebird. Yeah, oh, right. And I, so I do quite it, like they kind of hide it and way before it was a trope, they hid the fact that it was Freebird. To me, this is kind of the same as the Inner Garda Vida joke where the joke is that it's an obscenely long song, yeah. even longer if you like find one of the live versions of yep. it. And they sort of tell that with sort of the fading and the petting mm-hmm. and, you know, the kids all waving and one's got a lighter. And <laughs> like, yeah, Martin, like, we were meant to be at school 10 minutes ago. <laughs> yep. At risk of getting a wedgie from one of my classmates. Yeah. Which yeah. he uh, also, immediately gets. Yeah. Uh, the music when Otto's driving to the school as well is pretty damn good. I don't, mm. I don't think it's a track or anything. It's just some good guitar music. And also it's like, okay, well, fasten your seatbelts. We don't have seatbelts. Uh, well, try to go limp. <laughs> yeah. Why don't they have seatbelts on buses anyway? I mean, would you have put it on when you were a kid? Probably not. I think they do now. I don't know what I'm basing that on. I'll take that back. They need to wrap our kids in cotton wool. That's what they need to do. (laughs) Or hit them more with battens. Toughen them up or soften them down. One of the two. (laughs) Kids are too mediocre at the moment. (laughs) All right. One uh, or the other. Any other notes time? Phil, uh, do you have any other notes? Uh, What do I got? Real good, real toast, which I don't understand. <laughs> Is that the same as the crispy naked girl? <laughs> yes. Crispy naked girl, real good, real toast. No, this one, this is actually, we spent a lot of money on this guitar, boys. You better get it real good, real fast. Don't pressure him. I'm encouraging him. Yeah. Oh, and I love Bart's whole fantasy and this whole mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. And uh, even Milhouse going, it used to be about the music. There's not one, him not playing one note. He yeah. can't even fantasize him actually playing the me guitar. Me fans are stupid pigs. <laughs> yeah, he's got an English accent in the fantasy as well. So um, lag off. I do love that, almost that moment of self-realization where Otto's like, yeah, my dad told me I'd never amount to anything. And yet here I am. Oh. oh. <laughs> but that doesn't spur him on to any mm. anything else no. just like oh yeah, I was just thinking about Homer with his nose stuck in the toaster yeah <laughs> we'll watch the tape tonight <laughs> yeah, that's the best part um, and then I just do like when she says to Otto and you misspells bus on the application <laughs> again another joke which lets your imagination fly on mm-hmm. how like how many S's just how terrible yeah, yeah. Uh, that's it oh BT any other no time I really love when Marge says oh I hope you enjoy watching the spinal tap yeah like, uh, mum's getting the name of bands wrong that's it <laughs> that's go play the Nintendo mm-hmm. yep <laughs> uh, I feel like I need to blurt out this line later we'll, we'll, we'll come back to that okay I'll delete this then <laughs> no no leave it in but people need to know okay uh, now I'm having to deal with the anxiety of not knowing yeah <laughs> oh, no, it'll, it'll come and up and being in real time sucks yeah uh, Homer's Bible line of thou shalt not allow moochers <laughs> in thy house. <laughs> Thine hut. Thine <laughs> hut. Yes. He couldn't even think of the biblical word for house. Yep. And Too just fair, neither could I. The neither. great bit where uh, Otto's telling Lisa the old, you know, Max murder in the back seat. And he's just yeah. like, and she's like, did the maniac kill her? Oh, Natch. <laughs> <laughs> Natch. Very 90s. Uh. And that is all my notes, except for that one I'm going to yell later. Yeah, I kind of, you know, Marge said he's great with the kids. I, kids, I mean, he was sitting with Maggie watching Wheel of Fortune or something. Yeah, I yeah. also do like, oh, you can't just sit around the house. You're right, I should do some light reading. <laughs> Got any of those Waldo books? Anything from the vampire's point of view. What about one of those ones where guys send in pics of their chicks? Oh, God. <laughs> okay, that went south very quickly. <laughs> mm. All right, and yeah, I only got a couple of, come on, Dad, I want to hurry up and so I can whip eggs at the warm-up act. <laughs> Please, <laughs> people out there, treat your warm-up packs nicely. Don't whip eggs. They're your future superstars. Yeah. And also, you know, be ethical with your eggs. Eat them. They're delicious. <laughs> what if I'm throwing caged eggs? Is that better or worse? Ooh. I guess better. As long as you didn't pay for them? 
Oh, if I stole caged eggs you want your, and then threw them at people, enc- I will not be part of a podcast that encourages egg theft. <laughs> no, I'm just. But I'm, I'm not. But, I'm not saying anything. I'm just asking questions. <laughs> yeah, but it sounds like you are. Ooh, you're even on the moral scale. Did a bad thing to a bad thing, and then they did a bad thing with it to a bad person. Mm. 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 Good. <laughs> Write us in, priests. <laughs> Otto, there's one palindrome you won't be hearing in, in the future. Uh, I love it when the Simpsons had snobby ass language. Mm-hmm. Whoa, I had mustard. That was the line. Ah, mm. uh, <laughs> later when it when might be relevant. When you say all the mustard in the house, and I yell, I we I, we had mustard. All right. Yeah. yeah Leaving all this in. <laughs> um, the best part about jokes is hearing how they were made, <laughs> and then telling them in non-jokey time. <laughs> Perfect. Explaining a joke first is the best mm. way to hear it. Yeah. <laughs> he had food stuck on his face for three days. Wasn't anything small either. It was a chicken wing. <laughs> I honestly thought, because I started writing this line down before they finished the joke, because I yeah. remembered it. I honestly thought it was a prawn or a shrimp. <laughs> I was like, it was a shrimp. Chicken wing. I'm like, wow, that's up. My brain's done some weird things to that joke. Marge, not to tell him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Homer not to know his food. Well, oh, yeah. tinnitus. Well, yeah, actually. <laughs> oh, it all ties together. This has been the tinnitus index. <laughs> oh, God. The worst kind of tinnitus. All right, let's go get margaritas. I'm buying. <laughs> it's time to rank this thing. Phil, go first. Ooh, do I want to put this as a gold? It's kind of up there. I think the age is not helping it. Mm. Like, it's bringing it back down a little bit because I'm, just, I'm so, so familiar with it. And it's. Mm. It is hard to figure out what's rose-colored glasses and what's also jokes you've heard a thousand times. So are they actually funny or are you just familiar? Or yeah, are those two things like cancelling each other <laughs> yeah. out? It's very solid. I I feel like it's... I mean, it's not a QZ because I don't think it's got quite so many moments in there. I think oh, I think I want to go gold. I feel like there's, there's really not much you could do to it to make it better and there's probably a lot more you could do to make it a lot worse. Yep. So I think, yeah, yeah I'm going to give it a gold. Yeah, I'm going gold as well, and I'm kind of surprised because I think this episode does have a few problems which I'd normally severely ding it for, but mm. it is such a fun time, Like, and I'm kind of glad hearing that the Spinal Tap bits do play despite not being familiar with the movie because mm. like, that's how I felt. Because like, I didn't see Spinal Tap until I was like well into my teenage years, and, and I always thought they were this... I always thought they were a made-up band, but for The Simpsons. Yeah. And Yeah, well, that's what I even... I mean, that's what I thought today. I thought it was just a... Even though I knew all the things, Yeah, they didn't connect to my brain until five minutes <laughs> in, and I just had thought, oh, it's The Who, but they obviously can't afford to call them The Who, so yeah. they've called them this. And then part of my brain's like going, no, Spinal Tap's a thing. And I was like, oh, of course, it's that band Spinal Tap. And then, like, about 45 <laughs> seconds later, the other part of my brain opened the door and was like, hey, idiot. And I was like, oh, that's, <laughs> that's what's happening. Yeah, so I think, yeah, in spite of its flaws, I am going gold because, yeah, it's such a fun time and it's fed so much of the vernacular. Mm. BT. Yeah, it is that question of do you judge it by today's standards or of its own merits, especially t- accounting for the time. I am kind of on that Gilver border, but I'm going to follow my heart guts, which say gold. I did have a really great time with this. I love all the Spinal Snap stuff up front. I like how the story plays out, how it really undermines sitcom tropes, and that carries over even now. Yeah, totally. With the the music sting on that whole, um, son, you weren't good at something immediately, so you give it up. That's fine. (laughs) Let's go watch TV. And just the music score under that, supporting that as a joke, I think really works. And that's one of my favorite parts as well. Yeah, I'm going to sit on a gold. All right, unanimous gold. We're giving it a gold finger. Gold finger. finger. Which is gold, gold finger. <laughs> it may not be a thing, I don't know. 
and it'll be the it's the first time we've done it. <laughs> it'll be the sixth episode from season three. We've given a unanimous gold. It'll be joining Homer Defined. That's the any meeny miny mo uh, oh, to oh, save the nuclear yeah. power plant. Uh, looks cool. like I pulled a Homer. Saturdays of Thunder, the Boxcar Derby Racer mm-hmm. episode, but the Lover, oh, where he yeah. catfishes Edna Krabappel. <laughs> uh, separate vocations. Oh, we reviewed that with you, Phil. That's where Bart and Lisa sort mm. of swap roles, and Bart yeah. becomes the whole monitor. Lisa oh, becomes yes. a rebel. Yeah, right. Oh, wow, that's some pretty. Yeah, all right. Yeah. I think that. Why look at that Don Schwartzwater fellow who said this was the best season? I can see what he's talking about. Mm. Also, it must suck to be like, this is your creation that's 31 years old. When was the best year? Three. (laughs) And also Bart's friend falls in love, got a unanimous gold, Mm. a.k.a. Millhouse. Oh, that friend. (laughs) Wow, that's quite a lot. And it does seem like, I think it's definitely bottomish of that list. But I think it still still gets there, I think. Egregiously incorrect. All right. Well, yeah, that about does the Simpsons Index for this evening. Uh, Phil, thanks for joining us tonight. No, pleasure to be in the new SideQuest studios and uh, pleasure to be back on the air. It's been, it's mm. been too long. Yeah, you're actually the first uh, guested appearance mm. in the new SideQuest studios. Yes, name it after me, the Philarian <laughs> Tube. <laughs> Yeah, we're not calling it that. <laughs> the yeah. Phil Dexter. It'd index. be like Phil Quest, but uh... I'm not that much of a philanthropist. Uh, oh, don't fill up my shoes and tell me it's raining. <laughs> Wait, uh, what am I saying? Not sure. Do you have anything you'd like to plug at the moment? No, we did a play recently, but that's but uh, finished that now, anymore. so you can't see it. So don't I tried worry. plugging it on one of these, but then I didn't think about release dates, and uh, it came out after you finished. Well after. <laughs> Perfect. Exactly. Well, that's what I'm doing now, so yeah. the website's still there, so mm-hmm. check out our reviews for a thing that you can't see. <laughs> um, no, not really. I'm just flat out busy doing a bunch of other stuff, but none of the, nothing's up and coming as yet. More plays. Are we going to get a Vincent Ergo too? God, no. Uh, no, we're looking at something, a much smaller run of a play that we didn't write that we're looking at uh, producing for, some, mm-hmm. for one of our actors, which will be, I think, pretty cool. And we're aiming to get it ready for Fringe. Right. September, right? Which is in September, which I hear you. You're saying that's insane, Phil, and I mm-hmm. agree. But uh, You don't like giving yourselves a lot of prep time, do you? Well, there's a unstoppable force that keeps this immovable object moving. <laughs> um, sometimes I'd like to stop, but I haven't, been, I haven't been able to yet. 2021 is a year of biting off more than you can chew and then chewing choosing, anyway. chewing like a mental case. Well, yeah, I think we might be reformatting by that time. Anyway, we'll keep the audience updated, but yeah, thanks for joining us tonight. And uh, BT, if people want to hear more of us, where can they do that? Well, they can go to www.patreon.com slash Studios. This is the blanket umbrella catch-all for everything we do here at SideQuest Studios, including The Simpsons Index, Thrones of Game, and Pulp Fury Radio. It's all our stuff at all times. And if you pledge at the $5 tier or above, wink, you get the exclusive <laughs> Patreon, except when he's not, where you can hear me, that's right, me, catch up on all the episodes of The Simpsons Index that happened when I wasn't here. Yeah, that's right. And we just did our review of Caper Chase before yep. uh, this episode came out. I have watched and reviewed four episodes of The Simpsons today. <laughs> not at all insane. Hmm. You've been very productive. Indeed. All right. Well, yeah, that about does it. Uh, yeah, once again, thank you for joining us, Phil. A pleasure as always. And BT, thank you as always. Ahoy. And I've been your host, Elliot J. O'Neill. Whoa. I am mustard mustard in this house. (laughs) Thank you for listening to the Simpsons Index podcast, which is also an online spreadsheet available at thesimpsonsindex.com. You can chat to us online at facebook.com slash thesimpsonsindex or at simpsonsindex on Twitter and Instagram. And now please stay tuned for the bonus scenes.
And a bunch of other companies like do jack off their system. I yeah. don't know to what extent that makes a difference in terms of reception. <laughs> jack off. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, I but... was hoping I could get enough words between uh, the, what I said and yeah. what I meant. I could, I could hear you <laughs> finally because you were like distracting yourself. Yep. Yeah, because there's some common towers, but then yeah, Telstra, Optus and Vodafone are the only ones that have their own. Every other phone company is leeching off them in some yeah. way. Yeah, so... yeah, I sort of said leeching. Yeah, rather than jacking off yeah. just sucking them rather than just putting <laughs> their fingers in their buttholes yep and I uh, ditched Vodafone when I found out they were dropping my texts oh really wow because yeah. you know, occasionally I'd send mine I wouldn't hear back oh, that's a little odd and then uh, I can't remember what tipped me off but something was like I was flirting with a girl and just never heard back and I'm like now and then I just never found out if she got them or not I'm like well thanks for fucking that one uh, up Vodafone I'm getting off of this freaking mm. network as soon as possible <laughs> getting off, off. Nah. <laughs> excellent bonus scenes content uh, you, you bonered yourself <laughs> <laughs> that's the last time they laugh at Joker's boner <laughs> <laughs> you haven't seen that it's good no oh hang on let me see if I can find it real quick what is it it's just back when boner meant joke uh, oh, really? And so there's like a Batman comic where they're like, laugh at my boner, will you? <laughs> <laughs> when did boner mean joke? Like in the like 50s or something? I'm not yeah, sure. Like, it also used to be a name. Did it? Yeah. Like John T. Boner Actually, or like Boner No, Smith. Boner first name. Boner the first name? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't... Both the speech bubble and the newspaper. The love of my boner for that. I'll show them. I'll show them how many boners the Joker can make. <laughs> Chortle at Joker's boner. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I don't know what's happening now. There's another good one, which is like, um, it's Iron Man talking to like Captain America. It says, looks like you need some solid dick from Iron Man, which used to mean straight talk. <laughs> how did these things happen? <laughs> like we go just... from straight talk to dick? Surely it was dick first. I again, it might be the internet. I don't know how yeah. 100% real these are. But I've seen that one. Funny. Where Batman's punching a dude in the butthole. What's <laughs> in that? This is like the way that it's like oh, not, yeah. not greatly drawn, and the guy's yeah. like, I think he's supposed to be have punched him, and the guy's fallen. But the way it's drawn is like <laughs> there's a guy punching in the butt. face down on the ground with his butt hanging uh. out. It's a giant punch hole in his butthole. With, <laughs> with like kaplam. Anyway, Batman. Do you want to go to the festival, Teal? I came to this country for the burning man. Before I die, I want to see a naked, crunchy chick riding a bicycle.